Hey, welcome to episode 72 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with me, Clark, and my co-host Ollie, uh, discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. And you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and there's so many other podcast platforms out there as I keep discovering. <laughs> and if you want to send us any... Qu- I know, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and if you want to send us your questions or comments, you can do so via the Google form, which will be linked in the podcast blurb. Uh, Ollie, hello. Hello. It's Christmas time or other festive oh, holiday time. It's a Christmas time. I had to uh, think of a Christmas song, so I'm gonna. Make I mean, that's it up. just. A, I just did one just then. That was a Christmas song. That's fine. Yeah. Yes, I saw you just mess the format for a second there. Don't think I'm not watching. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> trying to open the the links. Uh, it's, it's only one link in that. In that, oh, for anyone okay, listening, okay, this okay. is really an important stuff. But we're talking about the. Except we we have a, a Google document that we plan the podcast out on, and I can see Ollie moving around it and trying to work out what the hell I've been talking about. So on that subject, <laughs> um, I'll go over this week's uh, agenda, and we're going to obviously start with what we've been playing, what we've been watching, as we always do, and we're going to go over a Christmas Carol for gamers, which is the ghosts of gaming, past, present, and future. Visit Clark and Ollie. Ooh. So we've been visited last night by uh, three three spirits. Oh yeah, right? and we're and we're gonna we're gonna regale our tales. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortnite have been fined five hundred twenty million dollars for invading kids' privacy and tricking players. Uh, Riot Games and the crypto sponsorship deal. Amazon Games promising a new Tomb Raider reboot. Chris Metzen returning to Blizzard Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, which is the uh, TV series, not the day of the week. Uh, yeah. And Barbarian, which is the movie, not the group of people from a long time ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Barbarians, they show up on the map and say, shut up. Um, the saddest robot tweet ever, which I love. Uh, and then the Xbox Game Pass has announced an ad tier, which um, we have things to say about. So, um, Ollie, what have you been playing or watching? Right, so I guess since the last episode, I've really only been playing a little bit more DMZ. So they've been adding patches and stuff to that. I took a break from it Which for is two Warzone. Weeks. Yes, Warzone. Warzone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Call of Duty thing. Um, oh, they've cool. added some extra stuff to it. They're, they're starting to flesh it out, which is cool. They've added like a secret map that you can access, well I say secret, but there's a map you can access, but the only way you can access it is if you find a special key card and extract with it, and then you can queue into that map, and on that map there's like some extra rewards and stuff like that. Very exciting. Which is pretty cool. Uh, I like where they're going with it. Also they added a raid, like an MMO raid. I haven't done that yet. Really? But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like an MMO raid style, three player co-op raid thing in uh, Call of Duty now, which is weird. Wait. Is that against like, a raid boss or like another player? Oh no, it's against like a raid boss. So it's like it's like a co-op experience, like a three-player raid like co-op thing. Uh, a... Apparently, it's really good. <laughs> Wait, Warzone is the battle royale, isn't it? Yes, yeah. I, I think to play the raid, you do need to have you do need to buy Modern Warfare Two, but um, I'm buying things. <laughs> yeah, so you have to pay for it, unfortunately. But oh, um, well. that you know, there's ways for you to earn the raid. Like you have to earn a raid ticket, and you have to make a squad of three people who each have a raid ticket to do it. Um, but apparently it's quite fun, so uh, I haven't done it yet. I'm not sure if I will, but uh, I've got my eye on it. Uh, apart from that, I have been continuing to play that game called Last Call BBS. Um, oh yes, remember you said that last week? Yeah, so there's a game in it called 20th Century Food Court, which is essentially like, narratively, it's like uh, the future looking back at what 20th century food was like and the culture of it, and then basically replicating the food by using like automated machines and like production lines, and you have to design the production lines to be like, 
here's a you know that you're going to need to make lots of burgers so like make a production line to produce all these different types of burgers and stack the ingredients correctly and cook the things is it's, that like factorio kind of thing similarly so there's a, i think there's another zaktronics game uh, who are the people who made last call bbs i think it's called shenzen.io shenzen.io or something uh okay. so it's basically it's you're making a lot of like circuit circuits and you're like uh essentially drawing like wires between like inputs and outputs to make like little like logic gates and logic circuits to essentially create a production line uh it's pretty fun as a programmer it's it's a programmer game uh so it's like pretty good to just chill out and play and listen to a podcast and i don't really have to like you know focus too hard it's like i can can take it at my own own pace basically so um yeah so that's been really fun um also the writing is pretty decent how there's just like you know all these like future people basically talking about like man it's kind of crazy how like the 20th century was just all about food and then like also there's like weird weird things like one of the levels is like replicating prison food and then another level is like replicating like uh what's it like french coffee and cigarettes so one of the food items you have to make is like a bunch of cigarettes but the way you do it is you like make a huge like crepe (laughs) like a massive cigarette crepe and you just cut it in half a lot nothing makes nothing makes sense anymore yeah nothing is real art is a lie it's pretty funny so like so the idea was that like apparently in 20th century france the average meal that was eaten was eight cigarettes and a cup of coffee (laughs) To be fair, I live there. That's not far off what people used to do for lunch. Like, yeah, you'd go out. So did I ever tell you when we went to California, we took all the French people with us, and you know California is very anti-smoking. Yes, yeah. yeah we yeah. turned up at a hotel, and it was lovely. Like the air was so fresh and clean, and everyone was all like drinking mineral water and all the stuff. And the French people were coming a day later, and we we could smell them coming because they, <laughs> they arrived at the front of the hotel while we were all sitting in the like the foyer having drinks and stuff. We couldn't see them, but we just got this almighty smell of cigarette smoke, and like all the residents were going ballistic about it that everyone was complaining oh my they were like moving them across the car park and all the french were like well this is just what we do yeah it's like, yeah but you, you can't smoke in california like it's 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 deemed worse than like doing drugs and stuff like oh it's it's God. really looked down on it was, it was yeah. sorry I've, I've derailed a bit there but it was quite funny when, when they arrived i mean now it it's, just... i mean that's contrasting to nowadays where it sounds like california is just eternally in a weed weed uh, no no no, no. But... So, so even back then people were still um smoking weed a lot like weed yeah. is perfectly fine marijuana smoke is fine it's cigarette smoke oh okay because right. of how like disgusting it actually is because i mean weed smoke while it is not a very nice smell it, it's at least bearable yeah whereas marijuana uh, whereas um Tobacco cigarette smoke, smoke I, I don't think is bearable like even like to ex-smokers like myself for example i'm an ex-smoker i can't stand the smell of it i hate it yeah so so yeah we don't smoke i mean i don't smoke i don't know if you do i don't think you do oh no no i'm not a smoker no okay well there we go anyway i segued you there side sidetracked a little bit there um but yeah so that's been pretty chill pretty fun um oh and just you know tft i've 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 been playing the latest set a lot, and it's a lot of fun. I think it's one of the best TFT sets they've done yet. What, uh, is it, what do you mean by set? What does that mean? So, in TFT, like Teamfight Tactics, that every, I think it's like, basically three months, they will do like, re, like basically do like, kind of like, you know like Magic the Gathering has like standard, where they have like a cycle of like, a new set of cards that will come out, and they'll like, Oh uh, yeah, sorry, cards. I'm with you now. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they'll like, do like that. when fighting games rotate the free heroes and stuff, that kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. So like basically, they'll they'll make like a whole new 
Uh, so every three months, they'll make like a whole new theme and a whole new set of characters. So you know they might reuse heroes, but they'll have different abilities or different like costs right. and things. Okay. So it's basically like relearn. Like you have the fundamentals of TFT, but you're relearning like what like are remix. the good team compos. Yeah, what are the good team yeah. compositions? What are the good units that go together? You know what are the interest? And they'll normally add some new mechanic. So for example, in this one, the um, big mechanic is that like they've added some new basically ways to pick it's gonna go some weird specific stuff the fun one is that you get like a, a an basically every few stages you get to pick between three um uh sort of like upgrades like perks essentially which fortnite has i i still haven't played the new season of fortnite but they added that right so you get the perks um mm -hmm. and now what happens is, is there's uh hero ones as well so you know based on your units you can like basically make one of your units like a superhero version of it essentially so they get like an extra ability or something like that uh which is some people really like some people really hate i'm starting to like it more as i'm playing so I'm, I'm finding now that as opposed to like you know when you play like constructed card games like uh magic or hearthstone yeah yeah essentially what it eventually boils down to is there is a meta where you kind of just like you know, oh, I'm just going to construct this deck, and then it's just about this deck versus this deck, and you know exactly what every deck is. Whereas, so TFT has that, so there's like kind of like what are the in quotation marks best like team comps essentially? Like th these are the best team comps that do the best generally, right? But now I'm finding that in this set of TFT, you have to think a little bit more and kind of like really piece things together to kind of like. Um, Optim you can basically optimize your team based on just what's given to you rather than being like, oh, I'm just going to like roll the slot machine until I get the thing that I need because this screen says because the screenshot says so. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like playing. With, like, yeah, yeah, I'm with yeah. So it's more like if you think about playing like Arena in Hearthstone, where it's kind of like, you know, you pick, you're constructing your deck of three cards, but then it wasn't just pick the best card every time. It was kind of like it's better to build a synergy of like a deck if you yeah, can. I mean, with most card games, you're, you're building towards a specific card, aren't you? Or a specific few cards in your deck where you're sort of, you're, you're playing so that you will you will eventually play that card. Yes. And that card, when it gets played, is like mega powered up or like, I always see, see it as like, that. there was, is it Pro D, Pro, Pro D, the, the, the dude that does like the, Pro the comedy sketches? Pro ZD. He's, he's yeah. like the, uh, I think Californian sort of like Asian looking yeah, guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a voice actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he does a brilliant Hearthstone sketch where he, where, he, where he talks about that one turn that people play in a card game that you hate, and he's yeah. like, "Now I'm going to play this card, but wait," and then it, it goes on for like twenty minutes while he's like, "Yeah, because because I played this card and this card was sideways and this was backwards and da da da." And it's like, yeah, and he's just sitting there going, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's that's me. Um, yeah. okay. I was a rogue. You're I was that, a rogue. I was a miracle rogue player in Hearthstone. So. Okay, so you're an asshole. Yeah, so I was the guy who would just, you know, you just sit there and you just draw your cards and then you go like, alright, it's time to do like Here it comes. 26 damage in one turn and then as soon as you play the first card, you play the, I forgot what the name of the card was, you play like the first card and then they just concede. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but but that's okay. the thing where like, you're like, aha, aha, but on the other end of the, yeah. on the other end of the screen is someone just sitting there going, you, just they, watching animation. Yeah, they watch a movie. Fly around. Yeah, yeah. you're just going, this is not fun. No one's enjoying this. Yeah, uh, but I, to be fair, I was a Murloc deck in Hearthstone, so <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm even worse. Like that that was terrible. Yeah, just that's just irritating to play. Go face. You just, yeah. you just hit the face. You know. Yeah. Oh, or the, I think I had a pirate deck at one point as well. The pirate deck was fun. Yeah, pirates. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, so you've been playing? Uh, yeah, TFT. Yeah, uh, which is yeah. a lot of fun. And then 
Apart from that, I think that's mostly it. I'm trying to think if I've like snuck in any other games, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, I started playing Tekken a little bit again as well. Which... Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, On the I'm, Xbox. I'm, yeah, I was trying. To, I was hoping to get into the SF6 beta, which happened last weekend, but unfortunately, I didn't get into it. So, um, but I was playing some Tekken with some friends instead, which was fun. It's uh, nice to come back after playing Guilty Gear. I feel like I'm playing Tekken a lot differently, which is cool. It's like a nice experience. It's like, oh, I don't have the bad habits I used to have when I was playing it. So that's a lot of fun. Um, I yeah. still have my bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> so just mashing the button, just be like, just do the thing! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, basically about it. And then in terms of watching, continuing on with The Wire, uh, finish season two, which is supposed to be the weakest season of The Wire, except for I thought it was really good. So... I'm not sure why people didn't like it. I think people just didn't like watching people do like, you know, like white collar crime or learn about port logistics. But I found it fascinating. So. That's not that interesting. Pardon? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Port logistics. No, it's like how the. I mean, it's like because the the second season takes place essentially in like a port with like a ship, like a people who like basically take con- shipping containers off of uh, big ships and whatever, oh, okay. right? So, so which I found fascinating. So I'm like, I have no idea how this these kinds of logistics and stuff work and also unions and stuff like that. And I thought it was really cool, but I can see why other people might look at that and be like, uh, he's not shooting a gun. What? That's boring. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. But um, anyway, apparently season three of The Wire is the best season. So excited to see okay. where that goes because I can see how season two is also setting up season three because um, I think it just goes back to essentially uh, the main antagonists and villains of season one, which I think is what people really, really just want from The Wire, uh, just like gang violence rather than like organized crime. So, yeah. Anyway, um, what have you been playing? What have you been watching, Clark? I've had quite a busy week of gaming uh, this week because I've, I've been doing a lot of like little bits here, there, and the other. Um, so, watch Wednesday. Oh, that's where you I thought I'd get away without you. I've just come back from the gym, so I thought I'd get away with not yawning, but there it is. Um, I've been watching Wednesday. Uh, watched it literally start to finish. Couldn't put it down. It was brilliant. It was it was just brilliant. Like, have you seen it? Sorry, what have I seen? What? Sorry, Wednesday. Oh no, I've heard a lot about it. What, what it's do you just brilliant. It's it's, think it's, it's good? Tim Burton. Yeah, it's it's like classic Tim Burton. Um, it's really engaging. Like it's really interesting. Did Did you see that that Enola Holmes series? Uh, no, I was meaning to watch it. Okay, it was but... kind of crap. That was like, but oh, it, it okay. it's taking what that wants to be and doing that. Like that's trying to be like a murder mystery show and it's trying to be intriguing and interesting, but it doesn't quite hit the mark at any point. Whereas this one. Just ticks every box. Like the music is fantastic. The, the scene building is great. You can tell it's directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. Because the way that the camera shots are set up and stuff. At like some point, you might you, you, you'd be forgiven for thinking you were watching like Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Um, it's just brilliant. And the girl that plays uh, Wednesday is a fantastic actor. Um, like the, the whole crew is brilliant. The, the only character that stands out a little bit is Gomez because it's a very stark difference to the Gomez from the movies. Mm. Because he's not like a suave, handsome Gomez. He's like kind of a kind of a chunky, like grungy-looking Latino guy. Um, and it's it's a it's a very stark difference. But to be fair, by the end of the show, I loved him. I thought he was brilliant. Um, so I've been watching that and really, really enjoyed it. Um, we can talk more about it later on um, as okay. we get there. 
um a watched barbarian which again we can talk about but that, that's a movie that we can't really talk about but we will okay um i'll explain why later um i also i've been so i got my emulator running fully on my xbox and now i've been playing a lot of game boy advance games oh nice so i've been playing a bit of final fantasy one and two the dawn of souls versions, which are supposedly the best versions and they really are so i'm playing them on my uh, 4k tv on my Series X, and they're all running like beautifully and really nicely upscaled. Playing a little bit of Minish Cap um, and a little bit of Pokemon Black. Uh, sorry, Pokemon White. Um, I've literally been picking into all these different games and just trying them out and seeing how they look. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been going through like all of the, the recommended classics, and I've stumbled upon um, Radiant Historia, which is a, like apparently a slammer of an RPG, and it really is incredible. Again, these are all just like hidden away on the DS and the the Game Boy Advance because no one knows these games exist and and they're just great. And then I ended up going back to Oracle of Seasons, which is the Zelda game on the uh, Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I forgot how good that game was. Like they're they're just so good. <laughs> yeah, the Oracle, Oracle um, of Seasons and Oracle of Ages are really good. Yeah. Um, so I've been kind of picking through those, and and as I'm doing that, I'm also going through different like consoles that I never tried before, like ColecoVision. Oh, uh, oh. I've got an Amiga emulator running on it as well, um, which is amazing because I used to have an Amiga when I was a kid. And there's an Atari emulator, which is just brilliant. Like I'm, I'm really having like a nostalgia trip. Um, but in between that, I've also been playing Marvel Midnight Suns, yeah, um, which is great. But it's just, it's just a great game. I yeah. can't fault it. It has its problems. It has some bugs, but it's great. Uh, I mean, it, and the combat system is getting more and more complex as it goes on. Like it's getting super interesting, and like every it, it's similar to Persona, where mm. every time you go back into like a dungeon setup, or in this case, into a combat thing, by the time you come out, you've learned a new mechanic every single time. Interesting, like which is kind of cool. Uh, did a bit more on Persona Five, so I got to the end of the fourth palace, fourth palace. But that that game, I'm going to be playing that for months, I think, because it's just forever. So yeah. I've been playing. Uh... Five Royal as well, so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just started Kamoshida's dungeon. Oh, so in, like, that's the first, the first palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, I've literally just like managed to get the tutorial, the sort of water training wheels off. Finally, <laughs> no, you haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know. I, I mean, I've played, I've played through, I played through the original Persona Five, but now it's like, oh god, now I've got finally gotten to the point where it's like, oh, I can play the fucking game. Like, oh, like I was going to say because the, the tutorials just don't stop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still getting them now. Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting because I'm seeing how many different mechanics and stuff like that. Because I've added quite a lot. Like a I lot, just yes. got the grappling hook, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But, Remind um, me, did you, did you finish the the original version? Yeah, yeah, twice. Okay, so so we're very different then because I, I didn't finish the original. Okay, cool. I think that's yeah. probably better if you're going to play Royal because I think the ending of Royal is different. So, oh yeah, because you got the new character as well, don't you? In the new yes. uh, semester. There's, well. Yeah, there's a whole new semester. So I'd be yeah. in, so that's also Which... why I'm playing it. Cause I'm interested to go to go through it. But again, I'm just going through it very slowly. So like, essentially just rushing through all the things I've already seen, and then just like trying yeah, to same. Be like, hey, show me the new character. This new girl. Uh, why is she not more prominent yet? Like, huh? Well, well, where I am now, because I'm. If you've completed it, then this is okay to say, I think. But yeah. where I am now is the bank. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm halfway through that dungeon. I've, I've I've unlocked the vault. So I've done the bit where I think I've revealed the treasure as well. Yes, I think I have. 
if it was in the vault, then yes, I've revealed the treasure. Because um, you know you, you have to turn all the locks to make the thing line up down the middle. Yeah. And it's like you're looking at a big lock from above. Yes. Um, so I've done that bit, and then uh, the thing is, like, you just get so wrapped up in all the social link stuff. Yes. And then and then the the dude in the velvet room's like, oh, another mechanic, come and play with this, and you end up doing that for the three hours. Yeah. And, and you just get sidetracked so easily in that game. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot which, of systems which... in the game. But it's not a complaint. I just think every part of that game is so solid and so well built, and so it means something. Everything means something to be there. Yeah, it's like, a great. None, none of it. None of. Excuse me, I've got the hiccups now. Uh, right. None of it is like tax on. No. Which is nice, and and I just love that game. Like it's so good. Yeah, I think. I mean, even the um, original, the original was really good. So I'm I'm yeah. just interested to see how like how much they keep adding. So. Well, it it's amazing that they've not only improved on the original, they've they've effectively remastered the original. Yeah, and and yet that they're so close together because obviously it was just like the game of the year edition, um, which I thought it was just going to come out and have a few extra bits. It it's a complete like rework of some of the game's core mechanics, mm. which is which is super cool. Like, I'm really impressed by that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So other than that, I've been uh, what else I've been playing? Uh, like I've I, I played a bit of that High on Life. Um, oh God. Which is, yeah. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's it's it it is exactly what you expect it's going to be. Mm. But it's also a not a terrible shooter, so it's it's got okay shooting mechanics. The boss is annoyingly hard and annoyingly long, uh, which is actually why I fell off it because I, I've died on the same boss like four times, right. and the repeat of doing that stuff is is kind of irritating, so I fell off. Yeah. Um, but humor wise, it's fun. Graphically, it's beautiful. It's fine. Mm. It is a game that exists. Like that's about all I can say about it. Yes. Um, so yeah, I tried that out and. Um, there was God, what else was that game? I've actually completely forgot the name of it now. There's another game that came out on Game Pass this week, um, and it's it's completely absorbed me. Like, what was it called? I'm, I'm going to Google it. Um, game Pass games this week. Game Pass games new to Game Pass. It was it an wasn't... RPG. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought you were, I thought you were <laughs> going to say like, uh, let's build, build a zoo, whatever. No, because <laughs> no. my oh, partner yes. is addicted yeah. to that game, so. No, it's, uh, it wasn't Let's Build a Zoo. <laughs> oh, dude. What a game, man. What game. Oh, hang on. I've got to go through the whole uh, sign-in process. Uh, hang on. Two-factor authentication. Oh my yes. I'm going to prove that. It's all very fun to listen to on a podcast. I'm trying to think about what... Yeah, I, I know there was... I'm trying to think about what RPGs came out on... Uh... The thing is, because I played so much this week, like the names are all just kind of blurring into one. Eastwood? No. Chained Echoes. Yes, Chained Echoes. That's what okay. it's called. Yeah, it is fucking brilliant. By the way, like this is this is a very high recommendation. Okay, it is very 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 good. Um. Oh, it's this it's, game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like it looks on the on the box art either. Like it's more of a, I would say it's quite close bit. to Chrono Trigger. Well, yeah, it is. Um, uh, it's it's closer to Chrono Trigger and a little bit Earthboundy. Okay. Um, so if you like those two games, you'll you'll love this. And I, I I played it, and within half an hour, I was in love with it. And the world building is incredible. The characters are all really cool. Mm. Like it, it's a very good game. But obviously, I can't remember the bloody name of it. Yeah. But then it, it's got a similar name to another game that I can never remember the name. Of, but I played for like a hundred hours mm. called Infinite Undiscovery. Which is, <laughs> exactly. Square Enix, of course. Yes. Um, but then on top of this, as well, I've also been dipping into like the the Kingdom Hearts Game Boy Advance and DS games, which oh, are, God. by the way, absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I can't really think of much else that I've been playing. But I, suffice to say, I've been playing a lot, like yes. a lot of. Oh, we also played a game called Rainbow Billy: The Curse of the Leviathan. <laughs> 
<laughs> what are these games, dude? Rainbow... Another game that popped up on the on the Game Pass this week. Um, Rainbow it, it, it... Billy Curse of the Leviathan. Right, yes. Okay. Yes. Don't judge me. Okay. Um, Rainbow Billy and the Curse of Leviathan, and it's like a a game where the world gets all the color taken away from it, and you have to go around and restore the color. Okay. Sort of Tinykin meets Pokemon inspired, but not as good as Tinykin. Yeah. And not as enjoyable, but well, it, it, it it's too much. Like everything in it is too much, and I'm just like, no, you haven't really got a style here. You've mm. gone too far. Uh, which is a shame because I wanted to like that game because I, I was like, oh, another Tinykin. I've discovered yet another indie darling. But no, yeah, indie, I was gonna say it looks, it looks like Tinykin, but like is giving me tiny Cuphead vibes, but also yeah. not really. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just you can you can see that they haven't got a very strong art direction because yes. they're, they're just sort of hitting hitting all the different art types. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, that's been my week of uh, of playing and watching. It's it's been crazy. I've been watching watching and playing a lot of stuff because I've had some time off work and I've been doing lots of home economic stuff. So Ooh. while I'm doing that, I've been sitting down because I've, I've reinstalled my toilet. Woo. Oh shit! <laughs> Big stuff here. Oh uh, yeah. Have you ever tried to change a toilet seat? By the way. No. Oh my god, is that a pain in the ass? Not it's sure so I want to do that. Yeah. So, so you, you, they're actually screwed on, and then the, the 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 screw is under the toilet. Yeah. So you have to you have to get your arm and head like under and round the back of it. Oh, it's disgusting. I hate it. God. Never go around the back of a toilet. But I've been doing that, and that's why I've been playing loads of games because I've been doing that, and then like going right. I need an hour's break, so I'll just go and sit and play on my little emulator or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's been me this week. So I guess we'll jump straight onto our first topic, which is the Christmas Carol for gamers. Where we've been visited by the ghosts of gaming present, past, and future. Ooh. So, any ideas what I'm talking about here? I have no idea. But <laughs> are you talking about things that were popular in the past, things that are happening now, and things that we think will happen in the future? Pretty much that, actually. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's, that. my... <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> well done. Uh, right. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to take like a break. Because if you remember, we t- we talked last week about how we were going to do the, this pod. Because yeah. it was going to be like a, a, a where we have a little bit of time just before Christmas. And I just thought we'd just talk about games that were popular in the past, uh, games that are popular now, and what we think is going to be popular as we move forwards. And like, mm. well, not even popular, just just like zeitgeist moments that we can't believe. So like an example being like when we picked up, when I picked up Minecraft for £10, and we were like, oh yeah, this game's kind of cool, it's probably not going to be anything, but we played hundreds of hours of it, yeah. and now it's one of the biggest games on the planet. Yes. Um, so do you, see, do you see where I'm going with this now? Yeah, I think I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that was my example, was, was Minecraft. I don't know if you've got any from like... When you were younger, that you didn't think were going to be as big as they were. Um. And apologies to... for the WhatsApp noises going off. Someone's messaging me on WhatsApp. Oh, it's okay. I, can't, I can't hear it. I don't think it's coming oh, okay. from Discord. But I'm trying to have a think. Um, games that I'm surprised at becoming really popular. Uh, or like things I didn't see. I'm well, things that think. you didn't, or even did see coming, like um, things that you took part in when they were indie. Um, and then suddenly they became massive, or you know, you know, just just moments that that you remember. It, it, it could even be moments from gaming history that stood out to you. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be something that that. Um, it, it's, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking like, let's go over the, the 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 big hits and the little hits from many many years ago. And I'm not talking about the big hit games. I'm just talking about the big hit zeitgeist moments. I guess like let's plays in general. Like, oh, yeah. watching watching people play video games, I thought would be, and still, w- like, forever would be, like, a very niche thing. That, like, 
you know, occasionally you just watch someone, like, you know, for example, the first ever thing, like, Let's Plays or whatever I can remember is, like, uh, there was a channel called Retsupure or something. I, d I think, it, honestly, it's probably... It was two American guys, and probably maybe naming it that was not a good idea. But um, it was on. Oh, like... let's pray you. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, it was <laughs> on a. It wasn't even on YouTube. It was on like some weird video streaming website. Daily Motion. It might have been Daily Motion. Yeah, that was the that was the not YouTube. That was that was YouTube for. Yeah, you know, we, we want to post something that's not and, rated. And it was like two guys. I forgot their names. I think one guy's name was like Slow Beef. And some other guy, and basically <laughs> they would they dude they must be like forty or something nowadays like now they were quite they were like I don't know how old they were when they made the series basically they would just play like retro games and then just like really long like they were called like long plays essentially so they would just like play through really old games through the entire game and then just like talk over them and just chat a lot of shit and it was basically like the precursor to like um you know uh whatever like i know rooster teeth's like let's play series was a youtube channel was a lot of people credit that as being one of the first big ones and then you know you had things like games grumps which made it massive even pewdiepie like you know how a lot of the big youtubers nowadays got their start was from doing these like let's play things yeah i mean i was going to yeah. say i would i would have i would have credited rooster teeth as the ones that kind of coined the let's play idea because yes. they were the ones that i watched when i was younger yeah I, I don't know if that's if that is, is actually true that's just where i came from yeah i'm not i'm not sure what like the origin is i think uh the retsu parade guys were like one of like one of the first i think they were before the rooster teeth guys but there was even probably people before them as well of course but, like yeah. yeah like um I thought that that would just be something incredibly niche, right? And then turned out to suddenly be this, like, I guess an entire generation of people grew up with that. Like, you know, like, the people who are probably starting in the workplace now, like, you know, like, your juniors, probably mm. grew up watching just, like, Game Grumps on YouTube. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. I, I knew of Game Grumps. I never watched them, but I definitely... I mean, I knew all about what was going on in gaming at the time because we had to study social media, so... Yes. Because the weird, weird thing is, is while social media was becoming a thing, so while Instagram was turning up and Twitter was turning up, we were working out how that impacted the games industry because we were building that part of it. Yeah. And we were like, what do we do? Like, do we talk about this kind of stuff personally or do we block all employees from like ever mentioning they work for this games company or whatever? Yeah. It, it, was, it was a lawless frontier. Like, and I don't think anyone like back then understood just how complex it was navigating the world of social media while it was growing around you yeah as a as a business I mean, 100% yeah yeah it was it was really confusing like very very complicated i mean it's such a thing that's ingrained into like culture now as well yeah. that just you know i mean facebook did face i mean facebook only just started becoming like ma like worldwide popular only like 12 years ago or something right like not even that well, long ago I seem to remember I had a Facebook account when I was at university, and I was at university 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I had a Facebook account while I was at uni. Yeah. So, But I remember it being like, oh, are you on Facebook? Oh, well, if you're not on Facebook, you're not cool. Yes. And now it's the complete opposite. Like, if you're on Facebook, you're a boomer. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I mean, I don't agree fully, but, I mean, it, the it's not far off. No, I get what you mean. <laughs> I mean, no one like you're using everyone's on TikTok now. Yeah, so. yeah, everyone's watching using TikTok and stuff. Which I guess that's like a 
we can talk about that in Ghosts of. Well, I guess this is Ghosts of Future Present. Sorry, not Future. So present. Of present. That's, 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 so TikTok was going to be the one I go to to what? present. But I wanted to. I just wanted to bring up one one alternative from the past. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, again a YouTube channel, so similar to what you were talking about. And it was a channel called Unskippable. Oh uh, yeah, Unskippable. Yeah, do you and, and it was it, so it's something that doesn't exist anymore because this concept doesn't exist anymore. It was it was two guys that would talk over intros that were unskippable. Yeah. So, so if the intros were, like didn't have an option to like skip or press A or whatever or skip the cutscenes, they would just talk over them and like revoice them. Yeah. Um, and it was it was super entertaining because it was it was a really good way of, of taking what were often quite boring introduction sequences and making them funny. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I always thought was going to be like um, a, a long term gaming channel, but that just evaporated because obviously. Yeah. That concept doesn't exist in games anymore because yeah, everything skip is everything. now skippable. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It was, it was um, the loading ready run guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Radium I agree. I, I... Something. <laughs> so the, the name does ring about. I mean, obviously, it was years ago. This is this is ago. back in the backing up days. You know, when, when backing up was in the the. Yep. Do, you, do you remember that and like the classic memes of you know the Numa Numa guy? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So on that, the, um, did you? I so I used to watch that and. Um... What's it? I forgot what Yahtzee's series was called. Zero punctuation. Zero punctuation. That was it. Yeah. yeah. On, on the Escapist. I, oh yeah, god, I, I used to love. Things. I used to love those shows. Yeah. Like the the little uh, reviews that he did of games. Yes. Because the thing is, as well, they were obviously paid reviews. Yeah. But they were always at, like really scathing of the product, but still really. Po- I mean, we paid him to do one for World of Warcraft, and we oh, knew that yeah. it was going to be abusive and it was going to be gross, but it and you know it, it sells games. So yeah. Because that was around the time when games marketing was more about being a bit more tongue-in-cheek. And, like, you had... Yes. Uh, I mean, a perfect example, the World of Warcraft marketing was, like, the Night Elf Mohawk. And yep. um, everything was kind of really silly nerdy. And, you know, Warcraft turn, turned up in South Park. Yep. And that, that whole episode was, was a scathing dig at, at Warcraft players. But yeah. it was also one of the most popular South Park episodes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that was that was such a good moment as well. That was I, I was really proud when that came on TV because we were like, we've done this. I mean, it was yeah, it was a really good. It was a great episode. That was brilliant. Yeah. The uh, the the, the oh, what was it? It was the the guy that was like he'd hacked the servers to be like max level. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole thing was nonsense. Like none of it made sense, and it was just like, yeah, it's still fun though. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, that was another one from the past. But I mean, there's, there's so many things from the past that have either come through and been turned into some kind of like marketing nightmare now or have been completely like dissolved like i mean minecraft is a good example of one that's become a nightmare um it's obviously got its own convention which have you seen the minecon uh cringe compilation yeah of course yeah oh my god that the dedicated wham guy yeah and and just all the kids like just awkwardly staring into the camera and and doing like dabs and stuff and you just think i used to be that awkward as a kid i was I was that dumb. Except but, it's I mean, it's fine. now. <laughs> yeah, except, but now everyone can see it and remember it. Well, um, the, the other thing is that, like, I feel like that's even going, you know, Minecon and Minecraft are even slowly, I think, well, no, they're, they're, still in the, they're still in the present. But, like, nowadays it's about, like, Roblox and, yep. like, stuff like that. And, like, dude, I watched a video the other day because uh, this is the other thing is that, like, now that we live in this... Like, obviously, everything is online, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even as a kid, like, you could be a big fan of things, but it was, they were, you know, these fandoms were pretty niche and pretty small, and everything was kind of, like, sec- you know, kind of, like, cordoned off, and you didn't hear about other fandoms except for if it went, like, viral or whatever. But, like, you know, now there is this whole meta of, like, 
people who are kind of like YouTube documentarians who will just go into fandoms to find out what is the weird degeneracy that's going on and then make YouTube videos about that about that stuff for people who aren't in the fandom to consume so that they can then you know get views from that stuff this is like a thing that I'm you know, well, I mean, it's been probably been going on for years, but I'm kind of, like, finding myself getting recommended it more and more and more. Like, I'm learning about things that are happening in, like, the... Do you know what Friday Night Funkin' is? No. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> so this is... It's... Oh, no, hang on. Is this the thing that was on Twitter that went viral because... Is, it, is this a negative thing, like, quite a bad thing? No, the, so the game itself oh, okay. is just, like, a random game that was on Newgrounds that was, like, a rhythm game. I don't, I don't know. It's so popular. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, but why like, is trombone champ so popular? Because look, it's ridiculous. Th- that I can understand, right? Like that, I can understand why that's popular. But Friday Night Funking is just is is literally just like, uh, it's just DDR. It's literally just DDR. You're, like, you're getting old, are It's happening. Yeah, like, I know. It's, starting, the, it's DDR, to... but 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 they've but stylized as a rap battle. So right. so you're 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 now you're gonna I'm, I'm gonna predict your future now. You're going through a phase where you understand the zeitgeist, you know what's going on, you know what people are doing, but there's tiny parts of it that make you go, What the fuck is this? Yeah. And in the next few years, those what the fuck is this bits will get more and your understanding of the zeitgeist will get less until you get to where I am now where the zeitgeist is just absolute nonsense to yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I, I like, know it. I'm, I just don't like it. I'm, I'm slowly <laughs> getting there, right? Because I have to view it through the lens of, like, the weird fandom things that I know yeah. about, right? So it's like, you know, like, I have to go, like, alright. So I I knew about, like, the weird Homestuck and, like, weird fan fiction shit that was going on when I was a teenager, right? Then I was like, okay, now I understand how the Undertale fandom is really weird and how they have all their weird things. I'm like, what's the next, you know, how, you know, wh- where does, where's where's the future going? It's like, you know, you got your Friday Night Funkin', you got your Five Nights at Freddy's stuff. You got your like, you know, like whatever Roblox. Ro- I'm I'm completely lost on Roblox. I yeah, Roblox, that. I'm lost on as well. Uh, the thing is, we, we also have a very nice perspective in the fact that while we don't understand any of this stuff, or we may not get it, we still accept that it's probably good because kids like it. Yes. There's something there's something that attaches them to that to it, and it's the same thing that attached us to stuff that our parents didn't understand. Yeah. We loved it because we loved it. Like, yeah. That, that we we don't get to question that. Yeah. Like, that that joy is well. Then again, it goes to one of our news points that's coming up about the Fortnite fine. Uh, yes. So we can talk about the counter side of this in a minute. But, yeah. But um... so like right now, like I'm already starting to not, not lose touch is the wrong word, but kind of be like, I am I am actively making a decision to be like I'm going to put this in a box and leave it there, and yep. it's and it is okay for me to not understand this. It, it's starting. It's yeah. Starting. You're I'm starting like... to accept that the world around you is moving a bit faster than you can keep up with. Yeah. I'm it like. Does... I don't. I I can I can look at Roblox through like a glass box, like through a glass box, and be like, I don't need to experience Roblox, but I can look at it and understand. So right? The I concept can be like, of Roblox cool. to you right now is the Victorian peep show. It can <laughs> be there. It can be through the window. You can enjoy it when you want to, but you don't have to engage with it. Yeah, it's I'm just, like, it's just there. Yeah. Likewise with TikTok. Like TikTok is something that I experienced my TikTok content through YouTube videos. Right. Same. Exactly I do not. I am actively tr- trying to not download TikTok because same. I don't want to get stuck. <laughs> I don't want it in my life. Like, be, be, I, I do have some quite strong opinions against TikTok, though. Yeah. Like, and it's it's nothing like shocking or anything. I just think it's one of the most destructive things that's ever entered our society. I, <laughs> I genuinely think it's super destructive, and yeah. I, I I know I know that's quite an extreme view. 
Um, I just the the thing that what it's actually doing to people's like brains and <laughs> and what it's doing to the social structure of the world is terrifying. I have I have look I already have brain rot from being eternally online and I Lines look at TikTok. Rotted my brain. Yeah, and yeah. I look at TikTok and I'm like, this is just more brain as in like future brain the, rot. The problem is it's it's a lot of people now. So initially in Vine it was a few people who were doing this and a lot of people that were actually making interesting and funny content. Whereas now TikTok is a lot of people making absolute trash content and very few people making anything that's yeah that's actually valid or interesting. Yeah. Um and the problem is that perpetuates that same behavior across society. So when people do stupid shit, more people do like remember Jackass? Yes. So when people saw that, they copied it. And yeah, okay, I probably copied well, I mean, I didn't, but I was in a group of friends that did try and copy it. Mm-hmm. I can't judge, but the more TikTok spreads, the more it's spreading that mentality of this five-second dopamine rush, this yes. three-second dopamine rush. Yes. And, 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 and the content is just, uh, like, it's abysmal. Oh it, it's, it's so low quality. Um, <laughs> and it, like, there's one where a guy was just, like, walking into his room and sitting down. Yeah. That that was the whole video. Yeah, and it was like like subscribe and share. Like that's comedy. What? what? That's co- that's comedy. <laughs> it's, it's... Oh, I'm gonna get mad. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, but I... I mean that actually brings us on to um, the future. You know, the, well, the present. The present. You keep oh. skipping one. Oh no, we're already in. No, as in, I was already talking about the present with like TikTok and you know whatever. Robot well, yeah, that's. What I mean, that brings like that, us yeah. to that point now is where we get yeah. to TikTok. Because um, TikTok is the thing that kind of arrived, and I, I knew when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that is going to be massive. It's 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 going to take over." Because it, it it was as popular as Vine was, but it had the support that Vine didn't have. Yeah, and I, I, I was terrified when I saw it coming in because I was like, "This is going to be the thing that rots everyone's brains." Yeah, and, so and it is. So in the context of gaming, like now I'm seeing the thi- Have you seen these TikToks? Which is this is like quite a common TikTok format, which is. The top half of the screen is some kind of um, game like Counter-Strike surfing or like Minecraft bunny hopping or some equivalent of Roblox, some kind of movement-based thing. And then the other half of the video is just some guy talking about something stupid, like... No, I don't know what this facts. is at all. Yeah, this I is a you were very going to say those, those weird like um, montage videos where something happens on the left of the screen... And someone on the right is, like, reacting to it by, like... So someone on the left yeah. of the screen is, like, falling asleep. Someone on the right is, like, trying to reach over to stroke their face or yeah. something. Yeah, so, so this is not yeah. that. This is literally, like, the, 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 the gameplay is not relevant to the content of the person talking. It's to keep you engaged, to keep listening to the guy talk about, like... Here's some did-you-know facts. Did you know that in Breaking Bad, Walter White did uh, this, 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 this? Or it's, like, literally just, like, videos of, like, people recounting movies... And then the other half is just like, but completely gameplay. unrelated to the content. Yeah, it's just like Call of Duty but gameplay. <laughs> like that's just where I don't understand. I mean, I, of course I don't understand because yeah. it's whatever's going on. This in is it. Right now, but... This is the present. Okay. This is yeah, where we're okay. living right now. Okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> well, no. So the, the the other part of the present is, and this also relates to the past, is when cryptocurrency started to oh, roll up. God. And I remember we, we were sitting in the French office because again, this is when we were at, a, a lot of this kind of stuff relates to my career. Um, but when we were sitting back in the French office, we saw crypto, and we all kind of said the same thing. We were like, "This is this is going to do some serious damage to video games," because we could see 
the way that like executive level people were understanding what this did was investors uh, right like is yeah. investors yeah and, and we could see their understanding was that this potentially could make tons of money because it's all being explained to them in some bizarre and stupid way we saw the the, the monkey clip art what, what was yep. the um you know, uh, those things. Board apes. exactly yeah we saw all that kind of stuff and we were like oh god this is this is really going to appeal to people that don't understand video games, but absolutely want to make trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And and that's exactly what it did. But thankfully, a lot of cryptocurrency um, setups are, are, are going bust now. Yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's quite a big thing at the moment that crypto is, it's, it's being seen as collapsing. I don't think it will collapse, but a lot of them are collapsing. Am yes. I wrong in saying that? No, I think uh, after FTX... Uh, which was one of the... I mean, it's tied into the Riot Games thing that we're going to talk about later, but basically, um, one of the biggest crypto exchanges like basically just went bankrupt overnight we're because they were doing a lot of fraud. Yeah. A lot, yeah. a lot of fraud. As in, <laughs> like, oh god, Sam Bankman-Fried. Well, he's been arrested now, so we'll see what happens, or he's going to get tried. But um, anyway, um, so that's a developing story. But uh, yeah. yeah, so obviously that took a massive hit to crypto in general. And I think it showed that if one of the biggest exchanges in the world was just a massive Ponzi scheme, it's like, hmm, how many of the other exchanges are the same thing? So well, even, yeah. even the concept of what crypto is really does feel like a like a scam. It is a scam. Ponzi scheme. <laughs> well, so I've got I've got two sides on this. One side is that I didn't want crypto to succeed because it was just another like another currency which I didn't want to bother with. And it was like yeah, it's... you know when you know when you buy a new game and you get hit by all the different like Here's this currency, that yeah. currency, or is this one a paid currency? It might be later, but it isn't. Like it, it felt like crypto was just like learning another way to spend money. I didn't need it in my life. Yeah, I mean, also it was just, I mean, at a very basic concept, it's just artificial scarcity. So, yeah, but like... the, the positive side of it, and this is what I thought early on, was that it was going to be a way to kind of take on governments and take on like national powers and say like hey you've got your currency that you're in control of but here's the internet currency here's like the global credit and that's what i thought yeah. it was going to be yeah I, th I thought it was going to be like a middle finger to to, to government but it really hasn't been gone that way no which it, is I, a shame. I mean i can talk a lot about the well from my kind of low to medium-sized knowledge about crypto but basically like the tldr is that like the it was supposed to be like a decentralized uh like currency right like decentralized finance Which is out not of control one... of, of yeah. governments and stuff. yes yeah. exactly right yeah. except for the way that crypto was going was that they were like oh we actually need someone to kind of regulate these currencies and stuff like that <laughs> thereby making it centralized <laughs> so it just yeah it was basically just it, I mean, it, 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 it did shit. feel like at one point they were like, oh, we, we want to keep this currency decentralized, but we need to centralize it to do that. So yes. let's just centralize it a little bit. Yeah, yeah let's just do a little like, bit. Uh, in, yeah, just, yeah, just, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit of centralization. And yeah. then it became like, it, it, I mean, it's obviously also been picked up by a bunch of dickheads. Yes. That, you know, crypto bros and whatnot that have just been like, oh, we get it. But I mean, I'm a pretty moderately smart person and i don't fully understand it so i don't think for one minute that these morons have any deeper understanding of it than i do well it's because they see it as i mean it was just a get rich quick thing yeah right like it it was a way for people to exploit uh as with most get, get rich quick things exploit other people to steal uh, actually money no from i apologize them. there not idiots just yeah. the vulnerable. less informed yeah, sorry, yeah. vulnerable like, people mis yeah. misinformed yeah. vulnerable people to try yeah. and basically like use um What's the word for it? Uh, social manipulation to try and convince people to hand over the money and then basically and just like yeah, and FOMO yeah. and then just pull the rug and run away.
Like, as yeah. in, like, you know, like, take the money and be like, you'll get yours soon. And then you go like, okay, when am I going to make my money? And then you they you don't hear anything back. So yeah, when am I going to get my money? Money, money. Yeah, money. exactly. Oh, the room's empty. Like they're already <laughs> yeah. gone. So but like, the room next know, door sounds really full. I'll go there and try that one. I'll like, invest again. There are a lot of really good videos breaking down, like not just the what happens with crypto, like these kind of crypto things, but also like the psychology behind it as well. Um, I think there's like a I forgot what it's called. I'm gonna look it up. There's a like a I mean it's a very long video. It's by like uh, it's called like the problems with crypto, and it's like um <laughs> probably is a long video then. <laughs> yes, I think it's by like folding something. Let me, let me, let me see. Uh, folding ideas. Yeah, the line goes up. The problem with NFTs, but it breaks down not just NFTs but cryptos in general. Crypto in general. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's like a two hour video, but it's really good. And goes into like also like you know interviewing people who are people who bought into NFTs at the time, um, and kind of just breaking down the kind of mentality behind it. And yeah, it's really weird and predatory. So well, I'm glad you said that because I forgot that the main point I was trying to bring up was NFTs. Yes, that that was what we saw those come out and we immediately just went, these are going to do a lot of damage to video games, yeah. but no one no one's going to adopt these. Like, well, and and there, there are now, and I mean, I'm not going to mention the company, but it's a company that you know that I was connected with at one point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They've built their entire structure around around crypto and oof. <laughs> yeah. That their first major game is is entirely crypto based yeah. and it's not going to do well. <laughs> I mean the problem there's so many like even from a technical standpoint like, there's so many problems with crypto but like the thing with NFTs, right, was as game developers, we could already do yeah. what NFTs are telling you that you can do. Also, while right. you're saying that, we, we couldn't only already do it. We could do it in a more effective and more and efficient, fun way. Yeah, and, and more efficient, efficient way. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like this is the thing. It 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 was it's so weird to me because it's like you look at literally look at like Steam Marketplace, like like CS:GO and things like that, or the, like basically TF2 hat trading. Like crates, actually, maybe that's something we could have talked about. And weapons, in, in... yeah. We so have... loot crates are going to be my next point, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Something we could have talked about <laughs> in uh, Ghost of Christmas Past, but like, well, that's um... past to present, I think. Yeah, present as well. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know, um, you know that that was that's NFTs. Like that's that's basically yeah. the progenitor it's, to NFTs. It, it's so, how like... I used to explain how NFTs work to people that didn't understand. I'd say like it's not fully this because there's obviously some complexity with NFTs that you don't know about. Yeah, but for the most part, this is how NFTs work. It's this, but it yeah. exists not it within the TF2 space, but in kind of a different space, which in quotation marks means that other games potentially could use that because it's an open thing, but it won't use it in the way that you think it will. So <laughs> that's kind of like what it is. Excuse me. Hold on. I'm gonna, I need to cough my lungs out. It's okay. You can cough your lungs out while I yawn. <laughs> okay. Go. Ollie's dead. Um, We've lost. Ollie yeah, I, have to, I died. I died. This is Ollie two actually coming back. Um, okay. I I killed the first Ollie with a crypto it's Ollie. assassin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, a Bitcoin assassin. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that so like you know that's kind of. Thankfully, crypto seems to be taking a chill pill at the moment because of the FTX crash, um, which I guess we can talk about a little bit in the right. Well, should we thing. should we talk about the article now? Okay. Well, I mean, while yeah. we're there, it might. I mean, I guess because we've we've got quite a long pod, so yeah, sure, we should probably sure, kick sure, into sure. that one. But the um. The, the, the subject is the right games and the crypto sponsorship deal, which is. I mean, Ollie, you seem to have more information. I literally just googled this. So yeah. You might so, be better to explain this than me. <laughs> so FTX, which was one of the biggest um, 
sort of crypto exchanges were in charge of investing so they they were basically one of the biggest investors into like esports like league of legends esports specifically primarily because the founder of ftx sam bankman fried was a league of legends fan he just really liked league of legends so like he invested a lot of his money or the company's money into ftx so for example uh also one of the biggest uh esports teams i don't know if you've ever heard of tsm uh uh no so they're called team solo mid but basically they got their start through league of legends but they have a lot of people in different games like smash bros and stuff like that okay um tsm uh were also heavily sponsored by ftx so their name used to be tsm ftx kind of and that, that was kind of the name of like because they had a, a big not uh, complicated at all then yeah basically <laughs> yeah. yeah it was really, some people's names were really funny like you know you see someone's name where they have like three sponsorships so it was like tsm ftx ftl something you know c9 uh django fett and that was and that was their name and it was like wow you've like like that's my password to log in but uh you know like um but Anyway, so the point being that FTX died, so they lost all their money overnight, like literally. It's, like it's completely billions. bankrupted, doesn't it? Like, Bill- it's yeah, it's fallen to pieces. Yeah. yeah, they they filed for bankruptcy, so like they're going through a lot of stuff. Um, you can pro- I don't I won't go into like the mega detail of like the FTX and all the shit that happened, but basically, <laughs> TLDR cryptocurrency die. So, um, what this means now is that the fallout of this is that like, you know, Riot and TSM and a lot of these other companies that had a lot of investment from FTX are now like, oh, there's, it's gone. There's no money. Which potentially is, is the money that they were planning on getting from those sponsorships. Yes. Is going to result in redundancies and whatnot because they've probably built structures around that money. Yeah. Which is quite a sad thing because obviously this is what happens whenever things get misinformed. Companies end up like better thing, for example. You see the whole thing about uh, in November uh, where. Um, Zucks, old Zuckerberg, um, admitted that Meta was a mistake and it was overinvested, and he completely misunderstood it. Yeah. Did you see that article? Uh, wait, maybe link me, or if you if you know the one. It's, I mean, I'd have to find it, but basically, he he mentioned early November that they're going to get rid of like eleven thousand employees. Oh, um, yeah. Because they massively overestimated what Meta actually was yes. and overinvested in it. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing. It's a bunch of people who just get sucked into this again. What I would call marketing tornado. They get they get sucked into this idea that they're part of something that no one else understands, but they know bigger. And it's it's clearly just crap. Mm-hmm. But oh, it frustrates me because people are the ones that suffer at the end. Like like the the the, the uninformed or the somewhat more gullible than others and i'm not going to say stupid because i don't think these are stupid people they're just people that want to believe that what they're investing in is going to go somewhere these are the people that get like destroyed for it yeah and, and i hate that like it's, it's these massive corporations just taking advantage of everyone's pockets and oh it, it frustrates me the whole, the whole thing frustrates me like crypto in general is a frustrating annoying thing that has come into gaming and been like a stain on the last few years of gaming's history yeah because like it, like watching Ubisoft do their bollocks that they've been doing, they admitted they were going into crypto. Square Enix have effectively just closed up shop uh, to go purely into financial stuff now. So Square Enix have gone in this whole weird loop of NFTs and nonsense, and all these companies are just going down this weird track. And it's like we just want to play video games. Like stop, stop taking advantage of your your. Oh, I'm getting annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a rant. I'm having an old man rant. 
Um, but yeah, so the, the sponsorship deal um, obviously died, and it, so they were supposed to get twelve point eight million dollars a year, or twelve point five million dollars a year for eight years from FTX. This is Riot, yes. uh, and so far they've only been given six point two five million dollars total, um, and they've, they're, they're not going to see another penny. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so that 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 was the the right thing. So again, I don't fully understand any of it. So these are just things that I've seen in the news and picked it up. But I'm glad Ollie's yeah. here to explain some of it because yeah, no it, it I mean it's also basically Riot are are trying to break out of the deal with FTX and um, I mean rightfully so, but also basically yeah. are also saying that basically uh, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried, who was the CEO at the time, have basically ruined the reputation of of legal have like disgraced the reputation of League of Legends essentially, uh, because uh, Sam Bankman-Fried's uh, League of Legends addiction was also a big thing that has been talked about uh, in part of the FTX uh, crash. So mainly because it's actually quite funny, but basically when FT- when he was pitching FTX to investors to raise money uh, for Fountain Two, he would have like investor meetings, and he would be talking about FTX to these investors. But apparently he'd be doing this like remotely, like through through a Zoom call or whatever. Meanwhile, he would be playing bronze level League of Legends at the same time during these investor meetings where people are and also apparently the investors at the time were what they were t- listening to him and they were saying things like yes this guy's the greatest ever oh my god we need to give him all our money like like literally this the, that's not like hyperbole like that level of like people being like oh my god this kid's a genius kind of thing and then like while he's playing league of legends at, in the meeting like and then they just gave him millions of dollars because, pfft, sure. Um, anyway, yeah. So, and now basically it's like a big thing that gets memed on a bunch of the fact that like this guy was playing League of Legends while earning while millions killing of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you know, like for example, from this quote here, I shouldn't laugh. It's terrible. I mean, it's yeah. Like you know, here we go. So, so this is from this is from Riot saying what's it? Um, Mr. Bankman-Fried is famous for his affinity for the game. He is well known among investors to play League of Legends during meetings. He acknowledged on Twitter that he would, he played, in quotation marks, a lot more League of Legends than you'd expect from someone who routinely trades off sleep versus work, end quotation. Even Mr. Bankman-Fried's ranking in League of Legends has been the subject of online commentary with public figures Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Musk weighing in. Is that is that the uh, government representative? Yeah, AOC. Yeah, yeah, Congress. She's the cool. Is she the cool one? The yes, one people like. yeah, she's yes, the, okay, she's cool. the one that people like a lot. So she's the darling. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I mean, is like... could you imagine if someone was doing a professional thing or like a really important thing where you had to pay attention and sitting there playing video games at the same time? Yeah. Could you imagine if someone was doing that right now? Yeah. Like, imagine. If you, it, yeah. Say if someone was like recording a podcast and hatching Pokemon <laughs> eggs at the same time. That would what be. A dick. That would be insane. <laughs> that would be crazy, wouldn't it? Oh my god. No, it's, it's fine. I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to get a shiny, um, what am I trying to do? I and, what I'm doing, I'm doing a shiny Larvesta. No, but um, Clark, because you're so sick at playing Pokemon and talking to me on a podcast, I'm going to give you $10 million. You should see how I'm doing this as well. Like, I've got my, 
<laughs> I've got my switch sitting under my screen where all the stuff is for the podcast. I've yeah. got one hand. I've got my mouse. Yeah. And in my left hand, I'm a right hander by the way. Yeah. In my left hand is the Joy-Con to allow me to move around in circles to hatch eggs. Oh my god. I'm, le- I'm not even looking at the screen, and I'm just yeah. trying to farm a shiny. So I need to hatch like a thousand plus eggs to farm a shiny. That's fine. You're so it's some- but yeah, I, d- I don't need to pay attention to it. That's my thing in the background while I'm doing other bits. Yeah. Uh, but I, I am very much doing what that guy. It's although fine. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get ten million dollars worth of investment. Yeah, so, this or is 10 billion, this is it, is. man. But um, yeah. So basically, now Riot is trying to break out. Like I said earlier, rightly so. Thing. Yeah, rightly so. Riot, and... right one of those companies that I saw getting sucked into crypto early as well. Like they, yes. they were really getting teased and pulled because a lot of my colleagues went from when Blizzard had its massive purge and Activision yeah. kind of went hard a lot of my colleagues went to riot yeah and and a lot of them said the atmosphere here is not good for crypto like yes. we're very worried about what this is going to mean for us in three five ten years time yeah and obviously the you know the proof is in the pudding it's turned out to be it was bad i mean i'm glad and, like, yeah so but this is a nice thing to go into the uh future talk the christmas future talk because uh now that crypto well, we, is we missed dead. a bit we did miss a bit oh because we, we, we didn't talk about loot boxes remember oh yeah we talk, okay nah. let's talk about loot boxes very quickly but yes so uh, loot boxes cover past and present i think yeah because they, they came about years ago and i guess this also ties into the Fortnite story it does yeah it's yes. the see you, you're seeing you're in my head yeah i got you i got you i got you uh but so to, to for, for listener context loot boxes were a thing of the past that have kind of fallen away or disappeared a little bit or gone into different types but um that they were made quite famous by games like battlefront i always have to remember it's battlefront yeah, or battlefront, battlefront, two. Wars battlefront. It, was, it was star wars battlefront 2 that brought the negative sides of loot boxes yes. into the zeitgeist but this this is where they got famous and went out of the gaming industry and into the public eye because people who don't play video games were suddenly hearing about loot boxes yeah I because mean, like, it was all over gambling. the news yeah, exactly. Kids gambling. Yeah. Um, and basically, what happened was is is um, companies had, had started to put cosmetic content in loot boxes. Which actually, I was a supporter of because I think the Overwatch way of doing it was a really good way of doing it. You could buy the loot boxes, get your costumes, but there is no impact on the game at all. You carry on playing as normal. But unfortunately, EA took that concept and broke the cardinal rule, which is they put power in the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. So suddenly, you could you could pay to power up your character and make them stronger, so that you did more damage in combat. Which is shit. Like no one likes that. Um, and it got quite famous because the, the 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 game itself was built very heavily on this loot box mechanic, and it it just became not fun to play. Like it it didn't feel like you were ever playing fairly. Yeah. And they obviously got in trouble for it. They had to repeal a load of stuff. They made Disney look terrible. They made the Star Wars brand look terrible. Uh, there, there was a whole thing. Um, and as a result of that, loot boxes now have sort of disappeared from games. That they still exist in some forms. Yes. Um, Asian but, games, they're very like, uh, like Eastern Gacha. games, are still very popular. Yeah. Gacha is is a an insanely popular mechanic. Like one of the most successful mobile games of all time, which is Fire Emblem Heroes. Heroes. Is it Hero? yeah. Heroes yeah. Uh, is entirely Gacha based. Like the entire game is built around what? a Gacha system. Genshin Impact. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was about to say. Genshin yeah. Impact being the other one that kind of evolved from that, where obviously someone saw Fire Emblem and went, we can do that too. Yeah. I, I don't know. Now, this is entirely conjecture, and I'm guessing, but I feel like a lot of Genshin Impact is made by AI. Like, am I right or wrong in saying that? I don't think so, but we will talk about that in the next bit. In the, in yeah, the because that's... Bit. yeah. But, yeah. So I look at Genshin Impact, and there is so many parts of that game that seem to be perfectly marketing perfect and i don't think it's like 
art perfect i just think it's the kind of thing like you know you know the concept of the four chords where every song is made on the same four chords yes if you can create a song with those four chords you have a much higher chance of that song being successful than one that doesn't use use those four chords yeah and i think the same thing of like the music in genshin i'm like this music while doesn't purvey an emotion like audibly is beautiful yeah but it, it, does, it doesn't do what like a john williams piece does which is where it builds an emotion inside i just like listening to these sounds i th- yeah i mean i think genshin impact is just a really really well made product i don't think it's made by ai i think it's just made by extremely talented i think it is <laughs> but i mean it's, it's crazy that you think it's made by ai but i think that goes to show that like uh the chinese mobile games uh industry is uh kind of insane right now because i saw some other mobile game i saw some other mobile games are happening in the being made uh i forgot the name of it i'll have to find it basically i watched the video and i was like damn this looks like a really nice looking like xbox game that's coming out soon you know i can't wait to play this on like an xbox or like pc i was like oh it's a mobile game yep and i was like oh this but then again, I thought that about like... early Raid Shadow Legends. Before it became popular, I saw videos oh. of it, and I was like, holy shit, this game looks amazing, I want to play this, and it turned out to be that dog yeah, so, trash that it was. So if you, yeah. I, I saw it on, it was post, the gameplay trailer got linked uh, a week ago to me by some people at work, but um, the game is called Hitori no Shita, uh, The Outcast, and if you just watch that, if you, if you just, just skip to like halfway through the video... And, Hitori no Shita. Yeah, on. Hitori no Shita. So a lot of hentai. Oh god. But basically it it just <laughs> like post post Genshin Chinese mobile game like dev is just on a different level. I don't know what they're doing over there, but like it's it looks like better than Wait, is that a mobile game? game? This is a mobile game. Fuck off. This is a mobile game. Oh, that's a strong reaction. No, this is a mobile game. This is why I'm Jesus like, what's going on? Like, this actually looks like like Persona graphics. Yes, like watching that, that arguably like, better. emotionless dull thing headbutt the guy. Yeah, like ar- arguably better. Like like the animation quality and the like everything on like just basically just the base level of quality. Like like yeah, they're using what phone a stylized is it running on art is the question. style. Pardon. What phone is it actually running oh. on? Is it like the phone from Trigger Happy? God, I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, 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 a, like an entire computer. Yeah. Like, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, listeners, I would say go have a watch, have, go have a look at that to see like what the future of like mobile games is gonna look like. <sighs> but it's it's gonna be insane. Like, you know, when I I mean, it already happened with Genshin, right? Is that like I saw Genshin Impact and I was like, oh, this is gonna be a great like whatever like. Um, uh, console game, right? And and PC game, and then they're like, no, 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 it's also on mobile. And I was like, huh? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it's on mobile too? And... Doesn't make sense anymore. There's no rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So this is, this is this is the present, but also anyway. So going back to the original thing about loot boxes is that now, it, like a lot of Western markets are kind of cracking down on loot boxes and removing them, right? Yeah, like because of the the, the Fortnite thing, which. Yes, I guess you can go into that now. Well, even Fortnite, right? So, like Fortnite have removed loot boxes entirely, but they're yep. still, but basically they're being fined. What's it? Five hundred and twenty million dollars from yep. the FTC, which is uh, the US. I forget what it stands it's, for. It's the governing body for Tra- uh, Federal um, Trade Commission. Uh, yes, in the US. I was going to say Fair Trading Commission, but it's Federal Trade. Yeah, Commission. Federal Trading Commission yep. in the US. Basically, they're saying that. Um, Saying that it invaded children's privacy and tricked some players into buying stuff in Fortnite that they didn't want. 
So they're you know basically finding them five hundred twenty million dollars, which is a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, for for, for Epic Games and Fortnite, it's like that's okay because they're 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 choosing to pay it, right? So like Epic Games is 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 basically willing to pay it and is basically saying along the lines of basically saying like. We don't agree entirely with all of these statements, but given that it's based off of what was happening in 2018, and given the state of the market, like the gaming market in 2018, which was more loot box based, the U- the kind of like purchasing UI and things like that were not like fully up to scratch. You know what I mean? Um, They're sort of like reluctantly agreeing with it, I guess. Yes, basically, and yeah. then but then also using that as an opportunity to show like you know now in 2022 going into 2023 like Fortnite's levels of things is very different like we we took all of this on board and made like changes and showing how and basically trying to come off as like being transparent in saying that like this is not how they are not intending to steal money from children no but i I would say that a company like epic because of how much money that game makes yeah this is this is pocket change that they can afford to just go "Eh, whatever I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so it, it, in terms of like a positive image for the company and a positive outlook for them, if they just agree and don't fight, they look great. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. But but, but I mean, I they think, don't really lose anything. <laughs> like I can un- like I mean, it's a pretty good PR move, right? From yeah. from Epic to also be like, yeah, we'll pay this, but also to show you that like we are not like our intention is to not. I mean, I mean, it it's kind of crazy because I feel like it should be. You know, it should be it should be known without saying that like most game developers aren't making games to steal money from children. Like that's not their intention. They're trying to make like a good game. Like obviously, okay, look, I'm sure some people are, but the point is that like you don't really intend to do that. You're just making something, and unfortunately, then you know, obviously, there are times where you look at it and you're like. Oh, this is stealing money from children, and then they turn a blind eye, which I'm sure Epic Games did to an extent, right? Which is why they're being fined this. Yeah, but like, but you, you also have to remember that the people making these decisions are not usually the people that make the game. That too. The people making these decisions are investors, like from the Middle East or or whatever. These are people that are so disconnected from the the product. Yeah, they, they will just say whatever their PR team tells them to say. Yeah, they don't believe it, or do they even care about it? Which which is kind of why I used to be like really into blizzard's culture because i knew the top end of blizzard was mike morheim and yeah. i knew him as in person and the things that he said i was like i actually believe the stuff that you're saying because you do genuinely have a passion for this content yeah. and i don't think that that exists in gaming anymore like that trust towards the person at the top because the person at the top isn't the person at the top yeah it's just it's just one of many who are reporting up to a top that you can't see anymore which which is a dark way of looking at it but unfortunately that is how gaming corporations work now that mm. there aren't really i don't know if you could name one and please do correct me if i'm wrong but i don't know if you can name a gaming corporation out there that actually has a clear top person do you know what i mean like has a person sitting at the top that makes all the decisions because I, I don't mean, think i don't think that exists anymore activision and bobby kotick but that's like is more it, like a public is, is it is it that's, bobby kotick making no, the decisions though no. it's more of a public it's not, figure is it? right yeah it's exactly more you, you see what figure. i'm saying yes yeah is yes he sits at the top of the company but he is not the person making those decisions yeah he is he is the one he's the filter for multiple voices above him telling him you need to make the company do this or we're pulling our investments yeah exactly yeah that that's what's going on there you know, he's he's not the top layer. Yeah. So so yeah. So sorry, it's it's a very bleak way of looking at it. No, but... I mean it's fair. Like. Yeah, I think it is fair. <laughs> yeah. 
like um, but yeah so i mean we could talk about the present for a while but i am aware that we've been talking for a very long time <laughs> we are but it's quite a long the, podcast which is okay we're on the one hour 10 mark but that's fine that's fine this could be a long but so, most podcasts now i'm seeing are going over the two hour mark so yeah it's fine anyway r- wrapping up yeah. the Fortnite stuff so yeah. yeah so they're paying 520 million and they've introduced all of the they, they basically went over the things that they were basically why they were paying the 520 million at the time that things that were problematic in 2018 that they have rectified already like already in Fortnite now they have the things that they fixed i won't go through the list because it's quite long but like um yeah so basically pretty decent pr move for Fortnite, i'd say massive massive yeah it probably the cost of what they're paying in fines is probably the cost of the pr they've had to pay to get that level of publicity true and it's positive publicity as well so yeah and it's, uh, it's it's i think it's a net win for them people really like Fortnite. So. Also, don't forget the game makes over eight billion dollars a year. Yes. So, what is it? Five hundred and twenty yes. million. Uh, yeah, that's what they're paying. Yeah. So barely even a bonus for one of the executives. That is. But so we've talked about the present in gaming, but now let's look towards the future. Okay. We're going to look into the. We're going to pull out the crystal ball a little bit here, and look ahead. Here is the future. It's already happening, but this is bas- this is going to be the discussion for the next year or so in games. Uh, AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, AI is getting really good. The TLDR of it is uh, AI and machine learning is getting so good, Scary. like so good that um, it is kind of people are getting scared that it's going to start replacing people. Kind of um, like okay, that's I, that's I, more can of can a. I stop, can I can I can I stop you for a second? Yeah, there? go on. It's not going to start replacing people. Yeah. That's not true. No, well, I can't agree with you there. No, no, no. It I'm has, not saying it will. It has it has been replacing okay. people and. Unfortunately, I'm responsible for some, a small, tiny, tiny part of this okay. myself. Because um, So customer service used to be a massive industry. It used to be humongous. You used to have customer service bases in Cork, in Glasgow, in all over the UK. There were like big bases for call centers and whatnot. Mostly those have been shut down. Like, a lot of call centers now have, are almost entirely in Bangalore and places like that because obviously it's cheaper to build out there. But what has, what has replaced those places are uh, AI-based um, phone services. So you'll go through and it's like press one, press two, da, 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 which we all recognize. We all know those systems. They've been around for years. What people don't realize is when they get to someone at the end of the phone, they're not always talking to someone in India, for example. They're talking to an AI who has been trained off people working in India so that you still think that you're talking to a poor rated customer service agent in India. And and it is convinced. I'm not joking, by the way. This is actually a thing. I know this is a thing because I, I, yeah. I was part of the training for this. Like people are now talking and having arguments and conversations with Indian call center agents that are not Indian call center agents. Okay. It's an AI. Yeah. And myself and you, to a certain point, can probably tell when you're talking to an AI, can't you? Yes. At some points, you can't. Yeah. And and I've seen examples of this. I I've fallen for examples of this. Some points you cannot tell anymore. It's 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 flawless. So like it it's it's terrifying. Yes, exactly right. But so that that's to do with like call centers but now the new discussion or the debate is about um yeah art and create creative things which is kind of new in terms of like uh people have basically been able to train (laughs) ai like using using stuff like of course stable diffusion that's it yeah stable Mm -hmm. diffusion to essentially you can now write a prompt 
um, for like a, a just normal spoken language prompt of like, you know, draw an image of um, you know, I don't know, Clark, yeah. like whatever, like a car, a a person on the beach doing something, you know, whatever, like surfing a big wave and there's a crab in the background in, in the style of this, right? Yep. Like that's the main thing is that you can specify a style. Um, and it will generate that image for you pretty quickly, like mm. minutes, maybe seconds sometimes, depending on the processing power, depending on other things like that. And um, people are scared because it means that it's making, you know, it's going to be, it's very easy to generate essentially concept art, right? Yeah. You know, for example, yep. like, or, you know, I can train an AI agent to look at the you know, pictures or the you know, things in a specific art style and then be like oh cool i can now generate art that looks like generate new art in that art style but i can just like tell it what to do instead of hiring an artist to draw that for me right i feel like that is basically the future we are working we are moving towards unfortunately like we are moving towards a future where ai is going to get so good that we can train it to look at specific art styles for games for example let's say genshin let's use genshin impact as the no example let's you're let's use let's use final fantasy 7 remake crisis core let's use that as an example let's go with that uh, I, I don't know about uh, I... do you know what well you say that it's going to happen it's already happened yeah. so that game came out a few days ago uh, and it's been proven that a ton of the artwork in it is AI art, mainly because some of the paintings on the walls in the game have got Getty Images stamps kind of bastardized in the bottom right corner. Yeah. So what the AI is what the AI art AI art is doing is looking at multiple images from Getty Images, but the thing that they have all in common is the signature. Yeah. But the signature in that space is the word Getty Images, and you can see like this chopped up version of the word Getty Images in the bottom right corner of most of the art in that game. Yeah. That's a Square Enix game, which I said again they were doing dodgy shit, and it's it's obviously been a big. This is one of the news articles I forgot to mention, but there was a big drama about it that people have discovered that they've replaced actual artists with AI artists for that game. So it's 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 out there. It's it's happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. In terms of that as well, like the new the game you the game that you've seen that like, well the high on life game the oh yeah yep. yeah Justin Roiland uh, Squanch Games I think it's called game Squ yeah, has game. like uh, art post like movie posters which are generated through AI art. Did, um, did you see his statement on that? Yes. Yeah. Do you agree with it? Like I, I, need to re I need to reread it. I, I, rem I remember him saying something along the lines of like excusing it in terms of being like it gives you the feel of like looking exactly, at yeah, through a different yeah. dimension and things like that. And uh, I'm I'm gonna be entirely honest with you. Uh, I am still formulating on where I land on the AI art bit because like I understand that like yes, it is pretty like. Um, horrible like uh, like for artists and create and this is not just for art this is for writing as well like you know uh chat gpt sorry gpt3 which is the and i know what this is yeah the this. the yep. writing one is insane like you can just get it to write like it's the code thing isn't it the code it, it, right it can generate code as yeah. well which is great as in like like sort of boilerplate things but also it can generate you know for example if i go like oh can you write me an essay on um the renaissance period of france in the style of a 15 year old it will do that for you, 
and yeah, then and it's, people it's quite convincing like, as well. Yes, it's very convincing, and you can just yeah. like hand that in as homework, and people yeah. have been doing. Kids are doing which, that. Which, which, if I was if I was a kid in the now and I knew that, I would exactly be doing homework that. Like, like, like without without even a thought. I'd be yeah. like, there's my homework. Homework done. set. Homework I'm set. about to watch TikTok on the drugs train, exactly. watching yellow bangers. I don't know what kids are doing these days, dude. I don't know, but like, but Selling the point drugs is that like. For, Popcorn. For, for games as well, right? Like, uh, you could. I'm. I am betting that soon, soon TM, we will see someone who has written an end-to-end system, which takes in a sort of like basic plot for a game, uh, and generates a entire visual novel, and uploads it uploads it to Steam automatically, and will just start like pumping out visual novels. The you're actually touching on something that scares me a little bit yeah. here because I've I've been predicting a similar thing and I think that we're going to see the same thing with indie games. Yeah. I think we're going to see people generating um, effectively like they've done with um, you know you know the whole remake culture where they found the perfect kind of setup to remake something and now they're just bumping that out again and again and again. Yeah. They're going to do that with indie games. They're going to find out what the thing what the features are, only they already know what features are that they sell uh, that that sell well in indie games and they're just going to keep making randomized variants you know like randomized yeah. roms where you can uh take a rom from a game and hit randomize and it'll randomize all the elements in the game yeah they're going to do that with indie games and i think that that is going to be a huge killer to the indie industry a massive killer i mean it's already it's kind of happening as well. right as in like it's already happening in terms of like people who are you know these kind of you know especially in the mobile games market like even the game that i work on struggled with it where we released our game and then a chinese company cloned it and made a their own version of it within like two weeks you know, that was when you worked like, on Raid Shadow Legends, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Raid yeah, Shadow yeah. Legends and uh, Genshin Impact and Tower of Fantasy, yeah. and you know, but basically, oh, you know, we, we, what was that game where the the woman kept getting locked up, the old lady? Uh, it was like a match three gardenscapes or something. Oh, but... uh, Lily's Garden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like okay, <laughs> ad, like ad, ads is a whole different. We could we could have an entire that... podcast episode on that. But anyway, yeah, like we should do it. We should do about ads or so because the yeah. stuff we know about ads as well is oh is we could do a whole <laughs> podcast episode on that. But anyway, like um, TLDR is uh, basically AI is going is now the next big thing that like video game investors are really interested in because it's cheap. It's yeah, it streamlines production processes like. So, from a tool standpoint, this is incredible, right? Like, for me, as a developer looking at this, in terms of, like, a tooling standpoint, I'm like, oh my god, I can use AI to generate all the stupid-ass boilerplate code I don't fucking care about writing. Or being like, oh, I can use AI to, like... You know, let's say I have some images that I need, like a higher res version of, or like, oh, I need to clean up the, some stupid parts of it. Like, I can just tell an AI bot to do that for me. Like the shit that yeah. I hate, right? the The problem is that like people, I think the way that it's kind of being perceived is that like people feel people get like you said, like people are being replaced by like, the AI things, right? But with create, can I can I put a pin in that point as well? Because we're going to get back to that point, by the way. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Pin in that point. Like, like with creative works, right? Like writers and artists and things like that feel like they are going to essentially be replaced. And also, there is the the plagiarism issue, which is a whole other thing, right? The, the art station thing. Yes, art station as well. Yeah. Plagiarism, massive problem. Unfortunately, 
as some people have pointed out, and I don't agree with it, it doesn't make it good, but, like, it's already been happening. Like, people steal people's art all the time. Like, copy-pasting will never go away. Ever. Which is true, but this is art we were, theft on, like, a whole... This, we, this is art theft on, like, a corporate yeah. level now. We were literally doing... Like, people were literally copy-pasting pictures and of NFTs for, for NFTs, and also, we did it back to the NFT people to make fun of them, right? Yeah, because it was funny. Yes, exactly. So now, like, but but basically my point is that, like, the AI is doing that just, like, insanely good. The problem is that when you generate AI, like, generate an AI artwork, it's, like, now the argument is, like, is it transformative? Because if it is transformative, then it's a whole new different thing, and blah, 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 legal issues. It's a new type of art as well. Blah, 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 yeah, exactly. Lots mm. of legal things, which I, unfortunately, do not know enough about, but basically this is the, these are the discussions and these are the things that are going to be happening for the next few years. Well, so with, with the um, art station thing as well, don't don't forget that they released their AI art generator. Yes, and as a part of signing up for art station, I'm going to yawn again. Sorry. Yeah, that, like <sighs> you basically submit all of your art to be used to be trained. Exactly, on, all right? all of your art belongs to art station. Yes. and they can use it in whatever way they want to, and they have used it to train this AI, which is now generating art using your art. Yes, which which to me is like the deepest form of, like, not just ripping someone off. You're, you're ripping someone's career off like you're taking their entire life yes the, pulling it into your randomizer and throwing it back out and making precisely right and then people can be like oh i'm gonna draw like portraits of people in your art style or whatever which yeah. fucking sucks yeah that is awful right like the whole the whole thing is is disgusting but we can't stop it the, uh, yeah okay like from 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 a defeatist standpoint like yes the pa pandora's box is open like it's happening we can't stop it now. Like we Ooh. literally have the technology to do it. There's so and... much to talk about on this point. Yeah, yeah, that, this, <laughs> it, dude, AI, this is it. This is the discussion for the next yeah. two years, right? AI art, but like we're gonna be next year, 2023 of, of Sunfire Tavern. We're gonna have like like a lot of sort of like uh, whatever personal stories as well, but also like um, you know we're gonna be reading a lot of articles about like what is happening in the AI art world because like. This is it. This this is where we're going. Like people are gonna like people are already auto people. Some someone like published like a, an entire children's storybook, which was like co-authored by AI, and the art was also made by AI. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like there are it. it. It's happening. You know, <laughs> I did it. it. Was me? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> yeah, and you know, <laughs> I think it's about how the tool is used, and also I feel like. <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like artists should not be too scared at this point in time. Like, obviously, seeing someone plagiarize your art style is fucking sucks. But the point is that it is also ultimately your art style. Like, you are going to be able to draw your art style better than this fucking AI that goes like, it doesn't know, con it, it kind of understands context, but not artistic context, right? And, so, like, could, my... Could... my my point is that, like, yes, someone is going to be able to iterate and try and make, get exactly what they want out of a thing, but ultimately, like, you know, kind of, like, by fudging the fucking prompts and writing, like, different words and things like that, and just, you know, kind of, like, run, run like a slot machine, like an AI-generated loot box, so they're just kind of, like, trying to wait until they get the legendary art piece that they desire, so that they can then put it as their Twitter profile picture, but, yeah. like, you know... Or even worse, that that they can put it in the background of their JRPG video game. But like you know, I think ultimately, I, I, I want to believe that artists won't be like 
like the quality of work that artists are creating won't be overshadowed by like the kind of quick whatever get the shit done ai thing that's going to happen like the products that are made by using ai are going to still be nowhere near as good as the products that are being made by humans and people who have understandings of like how they want something to feel how they want something to happen i think ai i think you can use ai as a tool to help you accomplish those things but i don't think it's ever going to be replaced Anyway, that's my like short, small rant. So, so <laughs> like... you had your rant, and I'm going to have my little like. This is this is a little story from Clark now. This is to put a pin when, when I put a pin in the point of you saying that people aren't going to get replaced uh, yeah. or made, not get replaced in general. So, um, I'm going to take us back to again the era of when customer service was um, a big thing. Like everyone was in call centers and whatnot, and and I promise you, I'm going somewhere at this point. It's something quite big, and I don't know how public this is, but honestly, at this point, I don't care um, because I'm also not bound by the rules that i was back then anymore so i can talk about this now yeah uh, but but when we were first supporting the world of warcraft this is back during i want to say burning crusade and wrath of lich king so really early on in, in warcraft's life life cycle um we were manually responding to tickets so like um that there was this uh, there was this thing called red october which is the first time we saw trillions of accounts in world of warcraft get hacked yeah and we called it red october because all of the ips for the hacks were read on our IP checking list, mm -hmm. and uh, they all came from China, which showed us that there were uh, Chinese games, sorry, Chinese um, uh, gold farming groups hacking players in the World of Warcraft and taking all their stuff. Yep. So as a manual process, we developed this very manual system that used applets and macros and God knows what else, using janky little tools that we made ourselves to manually recover all the stuff that was taken while logged in through those IPs. Mm. So we'd go in. We'd do it on our little Game Master accounts and we'd, we'd load up this piece of software and we'd recover all the stuff. Done. Bish, bash, bosh. Everything goes about. And that process per person took about 30 minutes. Yeah. Anywhere between 30 minutes. So you would sit there unable to use your computer while manual macros were running, copying stuff from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. Yeah. And you remember, like, that that was effective. It was like looking at two Excel spreadsheets, but that th this was early days of like online tech. This is as the internet was also becoming a big thing as well. Um it was all manual. Yeah. So what they did is they were like, okay, we're going to bring in this piece of software. I'm not going to say the name of the software because I actually don't think I can. But they brought in this piece of software that they built for us that that took that process and made it automated. Where instead of us doing it by go, going back and forth screen to screen, we press one button and it would do it in the background. We went off and did like 20 other tickets. And it would just do it as like a thing while we were doing something else and didn't have to think about it. And it would recover it for the player within a few hours, automatically email them, tell them it's all been done, bish, bash, bosh, all their stuff is back. Brilliant. Yeah. What we didn't realize that we were actually doing, because at the same time, the company was also connecting up with Google DeepMind to train something that we weren't told that they were training using StarCraft um, replays to train something to make it think it was a human. What we were actually doing, and we now, I mean, we found out years ago, but but it, it, it was the reason they got rid of a lot of customer service agents. We were training an AI to 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 do our job. Yes. It, it was watching everything we were doing and taking the things and like learning how to be a GM as a conversationalist, learning how to turn up in the game and have fun with players. Like it was learning human elements, and and we actually watched it live in action. And I was, I I could have easily been convinced that it was a human. Yeah. It was doing stupid shit like. Occasionally, it would troll a player or something, or do something, or refer to something that was happening online, like, but in a in a professional way. So we we didn't realize that we were actually part of the same thing that's happening now, which is a group of people are being used to train an AI to replace them. 
Um, yeah. The only reason I'm a little bit more cautious about what's happening now than other people are is because I have literally been part of this process and I've watched it destroy an industry. Like hundreds of thousands of jobs no longer exist because of that setup. And we, we were definitely a cause of that because us and a few other companies were building this software that was going to become like available to i mean i remember we had people trying to buy it as well because this yeah. software suddenly became worth infinite money well yeah because it was replacing hundreds of people with with just a, an ai yes and that same thing is now happening with art and, and I, I having seen it once i would not be surprised if it happens again because mm -hmm. i think it will happen again i, I genuinely think we're going to see like the next career to go i think is going to be concept artists and i really think that's going to be the next big thing that gets that gets i, I know it's i know it's a uh, uh, a, a like a, a ridiculous kind of me thinking. No, I... it's a, it's a big brain, not big brain. It's like a, it's a big. It is a non-zero. It's, it's a thing. leap of faith. It's a leap of faith. Is it, what I'm saying. I mean, this the reason I'm like sighing is because I believe you. I it is a non-zero possibility. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't want to the... believe that it. I don't want to believe that it is a non-zero. Well, so, possibility, so the problem I have it with is... it. The problem I have with it is that I have this experience of also being in the same level of disbelief that everyone is at right now. I remember not believing that that's what was going on and just being like, nah, that's not what's going to happen. And then just watching it step by step, slowly get rid of people, slowly take people out. Like it's happening in fast food as well. Have you seen that McDonald's are now replacing the, yeah, the drive through with the voice activated thing? Oh, no, I haven't seen that. That's, like, that, that is, that's literal jobs being replaced by an AI and that's happening TV the screens, the automated screens where you tap, tap, tap to choose your food. It's great. I love it. But I mean, I don't really eat. By the way, I became vegetarian over the past two weeks. Oh, lovely. <laughs> there you go. There you which go. is a great move. But um, I don't really eat much fast food anymore. But when I do, I don't want to interact with someone at a till. And all those opportunities to interact with someone at a till are now pretty much gone across most fast food places because they've all been replaced by those interactive screens. And we're all like, yeah, this is lovely and fun and great because the, the end goal is to make the consumer feel a little bit more happy and enjoy themselves but the actual longer t the, 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 the you know the big brain play that they've got going on is they want to get rid of all these employees to to save money yeah and that's what's happening and, and i think that's going to happen I, I predict within five years i don't think concept art artists are going to have much potential to jump into the industry anymore i don't think it's going to exist I, I would like i hope not but <laughs> i would like to think that concept art will still exist but i won't lie that there will be some studios or some people at least who will try to replace them using ai so I'm, I'm specifically talking about um big industrial gaming here and not not indie not yeah, small yeah, yeah. things because i always think that small human made little group projects and stuff there's always going to be room for yeah, people there will always yeah that's what i mean like there will always on be industrial levels yeah as in like uh, yeah bigger companies might do that but also you know bigger companies are going to try and do these concept art things anyway and then they're kind of just like i, I don't know like it's something unfortunately i don't know that much about the concept art pipeline like how much of it <laughs> yeah no, no i won't lie title pardon What's my job title? Well, yeah, you, you're a literal <laughs> senior art licensing producer. Yes, my job title. So this I is, literally, yeah. I mean, it's it's literally my job. Yeah, right? and I'm not a concept artist, but I'm I manage swathes and groups and massive groups of concept artists. Like I know that pipeline back to front because I have to build and manage and maintain that pipeline. Yes, it's it's my job. It is literally my job. So soon, your job will be managing Mid Journey AI. 
Well, the scary part is my job, producer, could easily be done by an AI. On every element of the word producer, yeah. an AI could do it in, in every format. So if anyone's listening from AI <laughs> tech, please ignore that statement. I mean, here's the other thing is, hey, man, look, you know what? What episode are we on? Episode 72. 72. Okay. Let's say we talk about for an hour, an ep- let's say we talk for an hour an episode, right? So there's mm-hmm. at least 72 I know where you're going with this. hours <laughs> of us talking on the internet. Yep. Yeah. That's enough. We've probably said we probably said every word in the English language a, a, across all of these yeah. podcasts. That we there's enough well. data. There's enough data yeah. here to uh, train an AI. <laughs> this, is, this is this is actually the big reveal of this podcast. All our voices. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm no actually AI. Been listening to humans. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually an AI. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll come clean. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. an AI. Yeah, it's not. Um... And I'm a. I'm an AI, but I'm an old man as well, so yeah. oh, <laughs> what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Beep, boop, boop. Um, but no, so so I know it's a very uh, bleak look on the future, but unfortunately the, the industry is go- has, has been going in a bleak direction for a long time. I think it's going to be a, like, okay, I speaking from the developer standpoint, because unfortunately people in my, in, in my field are the people responsible for this. Right, mm-hmm. there are probably there's probably you know some developers who are like, hmm, I wonder if I they they probably started off being like, I wonder if I can just like write a thing and get a bot to draw something for me. That would yep. be fun. And then uh, here we go, they, they've opened Pandora's box. And it's I like, mean, I, I, I oh no, used to write, <laughs> I, I used to write bots to automate simple things in video games. Yeah, probably things that were against the terms of service, but nothing that was giving yeah, me an advantage. But rate. exactly, I would write bots to auto hotkey in Diablo to what was I doing like buying and selling on the auction house yeah if i wanted to buy a hundred potions or whatever i'm not going to do it button by button i'm going to tell my auto hockey to sit and do it while i sit there and watch the screen move yeah i'm still at the computer and like, yes okay all right big reveal in the 90s i yes. used to like used to hack and bot a little bit in video games i think i'm slanderous safe. i know bastard. i know i know <laughs> the police i can hear the sirens i mean i'm in Lewisham. i can always hear fucking sirens um but yeah so i, oh, I don't know where, where am i going but, with this no, I, i'm just like it's my point is that like i think ai as a tool is going to be incredible in terms of like if it is used in the correct way if quotated like massive massive statement on if right like i think ai could make so many workflows and so many things easier like Absolutely. as a tool like for example if you're an artist and as a tool you can use it like you can literally write into a text box to just say like just fucking like Put shade all the trees to this shade of green yeah like shade yeah. this shade like do like i don't like again i don't know the artist workflow but there's definitely got to be tedious things that you need to do like i don't know like for example it's like uh take this image and convert it into layers for me automatically your smart objects well, in, so in psds for me like do you know you... what a technical artist is yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah so a technical artist will take like a pre-baked 3D model and bake it. Yeah. So they'll make it. They'll take it from like a high poly. But for anyone that doesn't know what this means, by the way, they'll take a high poly model, which is a a, a carved model, a 3D model that, that an artist has built. They'll take that model, which is in a very rough and raw. It will look amazing. Yeah, and optimize but, it. But but technically, it's not been optimized, so it can't run on like the engine that it's being designed for. So they'll take it, remove a load of the polygons, make it much more convenient for the the tool to to use it, and make it workable in the engine, but also retain its original look. Yes, that's a that's a job that absolutely could be done by an AI. Yes, but and that is also someone's career. Yes, it is someone's career, but that person doing that can also do a lot of other things, right? No. And I and I bet you, I'm gonna bet you allowed. right now, the person who does that job. <laughs> 
fucking hates it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> this, this is what I mean. Is that we want to get the AI to do the parts, like as a tool, to do the things that we look at and we go, "Why am I doing this?" Right? Like, for example, as a developer, right? When I'm copy when I'm writing a new class in something, and I have to copy like a shit ton of like boilerplate code or implement these things, and it takes me like two hours to do what I feel like in terms of like mentally. I spent like two minutes thinking about, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Or why is this so long? Like, that is where AI is going to be useful to optimize those tasks. So I can just be like, just give me a boilerplate thing for this thing. And it goes like, here you go. And I just copy paste that and I go, nice, thank you. Right? Like, my point is that like AI can be, can definitely be used to help with some of these things. Like, it's going to be used as a tool for the people who are already good at art and good at writing to be able to help them achieve what they, you know, use their skills of creativity and their ability, you know, their actual creative knowledge and achieve those things better. Right? But as you know, like, every world-changing tool that's been created in the past has never been used negatively. Never! A hundred percent! No, no, no. Not at all. Like, we we love each other. Abuse is not a thing. Yeah. Like, we do not abuse things at all. Like, you know... I mean, you know, the, the, but... the American railways were, were not built by a bunch of horribly oppressed and, and, <laughs> and in a very terrible, terrible way, a group of people that were doing it. I mean, they did it purely of their own volition, didn't they? <laughs> that's not what happened at all. But that's humans taking something that they saw as a tool and using it for the worst possible thing. And I, I know I've just made a really extreme example. There, I know, I, I know, I but like... But it's an example of how humans can take something that we see as, oh, this would be brilliant. We all want railways. Like, let's do that. But then someone came in and went, yeah, we can do that. Let's do it in the cheapest possible way. Like, like honestly, I am, uh, like... The position that I'm in, or at least the knowledge that I have, is that like I unfortunately don't know enough about to make Same. like Same. to to give an honest like like give an honest opinion on this. Like I feel I I feel like my opinion is uneducated, right? Like and given that I but it's scary because like this is AI, right? Is it like this mm -hmm. is this is like the next this is what I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking at this and someone's gonna come to me in my day to day job and be like, Hey dude, have you heard about this like AI thing? Do you think we could like use it to like optimize this thing? And I'm gonna have to in my work go in my job go like, um uh, I guess and you have to do it because that's what you're paid to do. No, well, I mean, at that point, I could be like, I don't think we should do that, or I can be like, I, I'm gonna quit, or whatever, right? Like, I have a choice in that matter. And then you but, will have been replaced by the AI. Cause they'll be like, yes, great, <laughs> perfectly fine. Look, if, if I, I can't wait for the future where we have AI-generated games and they're all trash, but we just play them. Like, I mean, oh, have you been on the Switch yeah. eShop? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, we're we're gonna have someone is gonna. I, I mean, there was already the GDC thing. There yeah. was already a GD. Did you hear about the GDC thing about? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, someone wrote an AI to someone wrote, uh, not not a machine learning AI, but wrote essentially like a pipeline that would auto generate uh slot machine games, and just auto publish. Oh, that's them. not what I heard. I heard something else. Sorry. Yeah. So this is a different that. thing. Of like, it's a great, great GDC talk, which also highlights about how stupid the mobile games industry. But literally wrote a bot that would, um auto like basically auto generate a slot machine game and publish a new one to the app store to the google play store oh no i did i did like, hear this this was years week. ago wasn't it yeah, yeah it was years ago yeah yeah yeah. Right? I, I did hear years this ago. Yes. and he he just did that he just like fucking like made a bot that like auto made these things now
Now, my question <laughs> is, is, if that person did that years ago, why the fuck have people not done that more? Like, why has that not just become, like, a massively prevalent thing, right? I'm, I feel like I'm getting to, like, stoner talk now. But, like... We've you know, been in stoner talk for a while here. <laughs> yeah, like, my point is that, like, there must be a reason that isn't the only thing everyone in the world is doing. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm still searching for that. Like, surely people are smart enough to... Also, this guy literally showed you how to do it. Why? Like, you don't need your Andrew Tate. You don't need your get-rich-quick scheme shit. That, like, you know, whatever, pay for some guy Ollie, to do Ollie, it. Ollie, Ollie, this get off the just... ceiling. Pardon? Come down. Get off the ceiling. Come down. Dude! You're, you're hyped. You're angry. <laughs> <laughs> So this has been the Christmas Carol for Gamers, oh an, an article, a, a, a little section that I thought was going to be lovely. It's actually just been me and Ollie doom screaming for the last hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but, but... unfortunately the, the future is not as orange predicted. No. The, the future is not bright. The future is not orange. The it... future is unfortunately artificial intelligence. I mean, it so. is. It is. In, it's going to be. I, I like. I like to try and be optimistic, right? So I like to think that, like. We're going to see some things that... We're going to see some tools that hopefully have a good middle ground, right? That makes... That hopefully artists can look at and be like, this actually makes my life easier. As opposed to uh, some greedy money, like some get-rich-quick guy being like, oh, dude, I'm just going to fucking auto-generate some visual novels. Which why, I'm definitely why are you doing a South doing African my... voice? I, I just did a random voice. <laughs> Saying like... that, sorry, random, just because you did the accent, have you seen the Pandora nightclub video? No. What? Oh my god. We we are we are in the, the, the darkest timeline, but we're in the darkest <laughs> timeline of the darkest. It is absolutely bonkers. Pandora so, do, do you remember nightclub? When... Yeah, do you remember when Avatar, Avatar, Avatar first came out? Oh god, yeah. Oh god, where is this <laughs> going? Some South African like entrepreneur made this nightclub themed on uh, Pandora, <laughs> but it was it was done on like the lowest budget possible. I'll have to link you the video, and I'll definitely we'll, we'll have to link it in the podcast as well. It is it is the most ridiculous thing you will ever see. <laughs> He's like, and we have got uh, we have got five laser beams, five. Five laser beams, boys. Um, and you will have to buy all the women in the nightclub a nice Avatar-themed drink. Be a gentleman. We don't allow men in the club. But if men do come in the club, they have to buy the women drinks. But you cannot touch my women. And it's, it's, it's like that. It's, it is absolutely bonkers. Like it's, it's, it's brilliant. I love the fact that it exists, but the fact that it exists also makes you want to cry. Oh, God. Um, but I say we probably wrap up from the Christmas Carol section then because we've still got a few other bits to go over. It's okay. Um, we, have, we have a whole other year to talk about AI Exactly. Anyway. We, <laughs> so... we do. We, we probably will. It probably will come up quite yeah, a bit. I, I apologize for getting a bit heated on it. But no, no, no. I think that was actually a really good discussion for yeah. us to have. And I hope that people listening enjoyed listening to me and Ollie just doom scrolled. Why were you so because this, this is our future, Clark. This is, is mine yeah. and yours, def- like immediate futures. <laughs> I mean, my, so my previous career uh, when I was in CRM has been replaced by AI. Like, absolutely, no, no one is manually making emails for a company anymore. Oh yeah, no one's doing that, and that was my job. Oh, yeah. And now I'm a producer, which is also, you know, the AI is coming. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's coming. Oh, yeah. um, but so the next news article that we've got, asked, and, and that was a really cool idea for a section. I knew that was going to go on for a while, yeah. but I didn't think it was going to get that deep. Um, Amazon Games are doing a Tomb Raider reboot. Mm-hmm. So have you seen much about this? Uh, no. 
No, so Amazon Games haven't yet had a um, big success. They they launched New World last year. Was it this year? This yes. Year, this year? Uh, no, it was yes. last. <laughs> I think yes. it was last year actually. Was it? I think it was last year, and it wasn't particularly good. Like it had a big initial explosion of people, but I've not heard two words about it since it came out. Yeah. Would you Would you agree? Is it the same. I have not. Or am, seen I, am I wrong here? No, isn't like it was really popular then dead then something happened where people started going back a little bit and now it's dead again so yeah 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 um so anyway they've now decided to take over the tomb raider franchise because square enix again being the awful company that they are they've sold off a load of their franchises including crystal dynamics crystal dynamics were picked up by amazon who are now working on the next tomb raider Mm -hmm. uh which i think is pretty cool i like the tomb raider series i recently bought the entire series for series x because i managed to get tomb raider 1 2 and 3 the new ones for super cheap, yep. so they're all now running lovely on the Series X. Um, again, doing. I previously played them on the PS4, and having now put put them on the Series X, I realised the difference is like them running at 60 FPS to start with, them running with no loading times almost at all. Like the Series X no loading time thing is bonkers. Yeah, that 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 to me is the biggest advancement in gaming in the last few years. I think is is going to SSDs and having everything to be like instant. It really does make a huge difference. And I actually saw it. So I don't know if you saw as well. Um, they've relaunched The Witcher with like a full uh, like next gen remastered version. Yeah. For free. Yeah, I saw it. It, it is night and day different than the um, uh, than, than the launch version of Witcher. Like it's yeah. beautiful. Have you played it at all? No, but I, I mean, I've heard that it looks really nice. Apparently it's it's, there's a there's a few bugs. But like... On the PC, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, is it only on, on the oh, series on the Series X? Is it fine? I I, I can't say for a hundred percent because I've only played like a couple of hours of it. But started a new save and I've absolutely fucking loved it. But Great. what I noticed immediately is because I I actually originally bought my save over from the PS4 because the whole thing is now fully um uh cloud saved. Great. So if you're playing on PS4 or PC, you can bring it over to the Xbox. I bought my save over and it took about. 20 minutes to get the save from the PS4 to the Xbox. Huh. As soon as you got to the Xbox, it took about three seconds to get that save loaded up and get into game. That is the difference in the loading times. Oh my god. It, it, it's humongous. Like, I literally clicked on the save and I was in game within like five seconds. Yeah. Whereas to click on the save on the PS4, it took like four or five minutes just to like, I don't know, render the save or something, just to get the save loaded up. Mm. Uh, and then another five or so minutes to load into where i left off yeah. and even then when i loaded in it was loading in with like low resolution graphics and um everything like you know you know when you play Fortnite for the first time in a while and everything's got like shit textures for a few minutes while the game's still loading itself yeah it was doing that but on the series x loaded it bam straight into 4k oh my god like and really really so that's the big difference to me but i've gone way off topic already we're actually talking about the amazon thing but what i'm hoping from the new reboots because crystal dynamics haven't really had a good history recently mm. i'm hoping that amazon give them a little bit more space to kind of like microsoft did with rare just give them space and let them do their thing yeah it's it's a cool thing i'm looking forward to more tomb raider because tomb raider is a great franchise anyway so yeah i don't know but that's that article uh the next one is chris metzen is returning to blizzard entertainment do you know who chris metzen is uh, I recognize the name. I he's an old head, right? Like very old. He's head. one of the founders. Yeah. So he's the co-founder of Blizzard alongside Mike Morheim. He was the he was the the, like, the Bono to the Bill Gates that was Mike Morheim. So yeah, if if Bono and Bill Gates made a it, yeah if Bono and Bill Gates made a company that would be Bono would be Chris Metzen and Bill Gates would be uh, Mike Morheim right, for Blizzard. Okay. 
That's yep. basically what those two people are. And Metzen was like the just wild card, bonkers uh, brains behind Overwatch. Uh, he also was one of the, I think he was in the original story writers for WoW as well, and the Warcraft st- series. Um, he was very influential and very stuff, but I don't think that this is anything but a PR move. Mm. Because obviously they, they worked really hard to get all of the old founders out of Blizzard and taken over by, by um, what's his name? Dickhead McGreedy cunt um what's his name his name you know you know what i'm talking about what shitbag mcfuck fuck <laughs> ask cunt mc worst person on the planet what's Bo- his name bobby thank you bobby Kotick. Kotick. That's, that's his name, yeah. i was like i mean shit, i was like shit man which one <laughs> no just him bobby Kotick. Yeah. Uh, i mean we all knew everyone knew um i think they worked quite hard to get everyone out from under him and now suddenly they're bringing someone who's much loved back i don't think chris Matson is coming back because he wants to I think it's a PR thing. Yeah. Well, God, I can't stop yawning. Um, so what do you think about this? Like, I don't know if you know much about this at all. Well, unfortunately, I don't know much about the Warcraft franchise or Chris Metzen and him, like, as a person. <laughs> but I know about the weird, like, Alex Afriyazi. Af- 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 yeah, that he was a... He was a scumbag. Yeah. Absolute scumbag. So is he replacing him? Uh, I don't think those two things exist in the same space. Okay. They're, they're different people. Different okay. people, different things. Cool. All right. Never mind. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully this is more than a PR thing. And if he was in charge of creating the original WoW and understanding why people enjoy the game and has a good idea of the game, then that's a good thing. Also, maybe it's good for, like, morale in the team. You know, like, morale in... I think it would be good internally. Blizzard. Yeah, like... Yeah. I, mean, I liked working for Chris Metz and I met him multiple times. Yeah. Worked with him on a day to day basis sometimes as well. Yeah, you I liked him. He was great. Yeah, you're probably way closer to this than I am, but like, you know, so Oh I, I mean with, with that sound like a dickhead, I know a lot more about this than most people probably yeah, do. Exactly. So like <laughs> Because so... I literally worked with the guy. <laughs> so let's say you were still there. Do you think it this is a good move? Uh, for employees, yes. Like okay. this is this is a humongous morale boost for employees because he's someone you can rally behind. Yeah, and he's someone I probably would rally behind. Like I, I was a Morheim uh, lover. Like, like uh, Morheim was my dude because um, he was effectively the person I wanted to be in the games industry. He was some nerd who got mega rich and suddenly ruled a mega corporation that was super popular. Yeah. Whereas Metzen was like doing that, but he was also probably snorting coke off people at the same time because he was proper. He was a proper rock star. Okay. Like, and 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 I, I, that was a joke. Like, don't think that that's what I'm accusing Metzen of doing. But he was very much like, like I said, he was the Bono. Like everything was always like rock star level of stuff with with Metz, and he, he was like crying on stage and and always hyping everyone. In fact, he was quite famous for doing this geek is moment, which is quite cringy. You can probably Google it and look for it on YouTube. His what um, moment? His geek is moment. Uh... Uh, it was around the time when all companies were trying to embrace social media, and like Ubisoft were doing their "It's time for our just dance" moment, like, and it was all like selfies and all that bollocks before it all became like controlled. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's a good thing for Blizzard. I think it's a it's because Blizzard need a little bit of po- uh, positive publicity now. Um, they've had they've taken their knocks, they've taken their bruises, and now it's time for them to get back. But also, if it fucks Bobby Kotick over, I'm all for that as well. So <laughs> as much as I can see that guy get fucked over, the better. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not alone in sharing that um, opinion either. Yes, a lot of people really dislike that man. He yeah. he fucked a lot of my colleagues' careers, and he had a negative impact on my career as well. So I. Can't stand the guy. I hate the guy. I, I hate the guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. 
that's yeah. fair. But uh, but yeah, so that's that. Uh, the next up is Wednesday, the TV series. We've already talked about it a little bit yeah, on briefly. my um, yep. But I'm just going to say, highly recommend it. It was very very good. I resubscribed to Netflix temporarily to watch it and don't regret it. Oh shit! Um, it worked, dude. They got you. Netflix got you, man. Yeah, they got me. But so, it was worth it because the show was good. But I okay. So here's the thing I've heard. Right, I have not seen Wednesday, so I don't know. Um, apparently, it's just like pretty bingy mid mid tier TV. That's what I heard. Or do you think it's better um, than that? Did you watch any of the new Sabrina remake? No. Oh, it's effectively that formula. Okay. It's right. just it's, it's it's like Riverdale. Um, it's 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 it, you could even compare it to Stranger Things. I yes. Think. Like it's it's that formula of like they've got the right cadence. Because this is Netflix's strategy now, right? Of making these like. Uh, less going for like the big massive movies like The Grey Man, that like you know all these other things, or like you know these really high profile series and stuff like that. They're just trying to make like little uh, mini universes, little mini worlds, and no, just like no, as in more like just make like bingeable, medium budget. TV yeah, to keep shows. you subscribed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. But, it's like um, it's like. One... Netflix's strategy is to apparently their North Star TV series that they look at is Emily in Paris, and they go like that. We just want more of this. <laughs> like, well, they... uh, have you ever seen Big Fish? No. Damn it! This, this conversation is very difficult. If you yeah, I know. I'm, so, I'm so sorry because I don't consume that kind. Of, like, this is not the kind of stuff that I watch. Uh, are you a Tim Burton fan? Um, I watched Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Does that count? <laughs> so no, then. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's like, like well known as his worst move, like yeah. ever. Yeah, it was terrible. That, movie that was. like, um, I saw I watched Charlie and the Chocolate. I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> Dude, that's... <Your> ridiculous comment. <laughs> What? Ollie, I love you and everything, but you're a fucking idiot. No, I look, man. Look, look. Like, I. Uh, I've definitely seen some Tim Burton shit. Let me just go and remind myself. Like, like this is the. Uh, this says a lot that I don't. I can't name the stuff off the top of my head, right? Like, because he used to be like an. He used to do a lot of like, animation stuff, right? Am I right? Or am I thinking of someone else? Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. No, he did a few animated... No, he wasn't animated. They were stop motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really early on. Yeah. Oh, like Corpse Bride and shit. Yeah, but that's not really early on. That's, like, middle of his career. Yes. Yeah, I am uh, Yeah, I know, but um, this in like, the style of... Uh, maybe I'm thinking... I'm getting really confused. Anyway, TLDR. Okay, let's assume I don't know a lot about Tim Burton. Okay? Let's go okay, with that fair. assumption. So... <laughs> the chocolate, that really fucking threw me off. <laughs> Um, okay, right, fair. It, yeah. It's good. It's worth it. I would recommend it, even if you don't like Tim Burton. It's just, it's just a good show. Okay, I, so- I enjoyed it. Something, something, Alice in Wonderland. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <an> embarrassment. Uh, <laughs> so next up is Barbarian. Do you know what Barbarian is? No. And please do not spoil if you do. I do not know. Okay, it's a horror movie that you have to watch. Oh, that's that's it. Okay. I, I do not Google. Do not Don't look at Google. trailers. Do not do anything about this. Just go oh. onto Disney Plus and click Barbarian. Give yourself two hours or about an hour and forty minutes, maybe. Um, be ready for some somewhat low tier kind of body horror, gruesomey stuff. What if I don't um, have Disney Plus? It's not my problem. Put <laughs> that out. But the only way you can enjoy this movie is by not knowing what it is. 
so complete blind blindness okay, like I the same way that. i went into everything everywhere all at once yeah go in not knowing what it is come out being like holy fuck i did not expect this okay to be watch as good as okay so basically what you're saying is watch barbarian that's it watch barbarian and i really would recommend this movie okay. i i enjoyed it it's not movie of the year but it is it is brilliant watch because barbarian, i didn't, I didn't know what it was going to be but it's it's a horror movie yeah so it, it, that's all you can know about it because it is tagged as a horror movie when you load it up but okay all you need to know is it's a horror movie that's it okay well, now I'm intrigued. The way you do something. Now I'm intrigued. It's cool. But it's a cool movie. How the fuck am I? Gonna... Okay, well that's my problem to solve. Solve. How the fuck am I gonna watch it? But I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Oh, I know. I okay. I know how I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Okay. Cool. So yeah. anyway, next on the list is the. Wait. Uh, would would you recommend watching with the family? No. God. Good. God. No. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, if you're the only child and and and, and excommunicated from your family, yes, that's the most efficient way to do it. Do not watch it with your fa- watch it with a partner for sure. It's fine. Don't sit with mummy and watch it. <laughs> Will not strengthen your relationship. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. 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 Uh, right. So saddest robot tweet ever, Ollie. Oh, okay, Ollie. yeah. So saddest robot so, tweet. So ever. Clark put this in, and I wanted to react to it live. So here we go. So click on it. Okay, I've clicked on it. It's it's linked is linked to a Twitter post by NASA NASA, NASA in flight. Uh, sorry, Inside. NASA in sight. Sorry. Yep. Uh, and it says my power's really low, so this may be the last image I can send. Don't worry about me though. My time here has been both productive and serene. If I can keep talking to the, my mission team, I will. But I'll be signing off here soon. Thanks for staying with me. Is this the thing that's on Mars? <laughs> Oh. oh, oh! It's so sad. That's a sal- that's a salute. That's a sal- so right right now out in the solar system somewhere. Yeah. There is a sad little robot going. Thank you. I I enjoyed my time. <laughs> Had a great day. Yeah. That that's a time for bed. That's a that's a salute. That's a Godspeed soldier moment right there. Really is. It's so sad though. <sighs> like. There's just a little robot sitting in, in Mar- on Mars yeah. on its own, just pi- slowly powering down. Is it, so the picture it sent is I'm guessing that little that little thing on the floor is that that's not the robot, is it? I think it is. I think it's the front of the robot. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's just it's like, it's like a little Roomba. <laughs> you so, good. You served us well. Dude. Godspeed. Farewell, farewell, star sailor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do not go uh, gently yeah. into the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Titanic theme slowly starts to play in the background. Yeah. Da, da, da. No, what is it? Nearer, my God, to thee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that. Um. And then there's the Xbox Game Pass. This is the final point, and then we can close up. Yeah. Okay, the Xbox Game Pass has got an ad tier incoming. So I did a little bit of research onto this one, and Xbox Game Pass are doing a cheaper variant, which is what we all like to see. Unfortunately, it's using the thing that we all hate to see, which is ads, and it's going to be so that. Um, so number one, if you use the ad tier, you have to wait six months for Game Pass releases compared to when they come out on the standard Game Pass. Oh. So you are six months behind the, the, the premium AAA titles. So does that make sense? Uh, yes. So games so that come me... out day one on Games Pass come out six well, months after. Six months later on the ad tier. That's quite Which long. is... <laughs> yeah, which is bogus. And then the second point is that every time you start a game, 
whether you are recovering uh, the game or go back to a save or turning off the Xbox, turn it back on again, you have to watch an ad. Okay. That's this is dystopian future, but I'm it's horrible. Also says a lot that I hear that and I'm like, okay, sure. How? Okay, what's the price? I don't know yet. It's it's going to be cheaper than the standard uh, tier is what they said, but I don't know. So what the price okay, is. what's the standard tier? Standard tier is like eight. eight is it no eight one or knows because no one, no one, no one's yeah, paying the standard price. Yeah, I don't you know, know what you the know, standard is. You know, you know all the bollocks with the the gold game pass with gold and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one's paying the standard price. Yeah, I know. It's like okay, I'm looking. I think it I've up. been paying. A, I think I've been paying a pound for Game Pass for like the past few years. Yes, I know. Yeah. There's 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 so many ways to keep paying just a pound. Also, now I have a bloody Xbox itself, so it's like whatever. Yay! One of us. Yeah. One of us. Uh, what? Where's the cost? Join now. Okay, so ultimate is eleven pounds a month. That is what it is uh, billed at. So, what is the the ad tier going to be? Because eleven pound a month is well, so bad. I don't know if I don't know if it's a hundred percent guaranteed by Microsoft yet, because I think it was a leak. Yeah. Um. So it's not a hundred percent. So just to be clear, it may not be a hundred percent, but I think it was. Yeah. So with so data mines, um, announcements and stuff, I think it was a data mine taken from the next patch for Xbox. Is okay. It so it's a pretty solid leak, if the, I remember right. The only thing, I mean, okay, so let's, okay, let's say this, the six-month thing is fucking crazy, right? That's a lot. That's pretty yeah. far. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I can imagine this being is, like, the one, like, if it's literally, like, the ad tier is, like, like two, like, two or three pounds a month or something. Or three. Like they just if you have an Xbox Series X, they're just like, here, you just automatically have the ad tier. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would I would make it a free tier and just make it punishing to be free. Yeah. But it, they've made it horrible. I mean, if you have to wait for a... Th- okay, you can't interrupt the gaming session. I think at the point where we have ads interrupting the gaming session, it's over. But, like, um, you know, I mean, I mean on consoles. I mean, I know it's already happening on mobile. It's already happening. But, like... Why are you silent? Is is it already happening? It's yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> in that case, it better be free, right? I'm just not saying a word. Right. <laughs> it better be free, Clark. Right. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um. So um. I also noticed while I was walking through London the other day. Um. One last little point. This is not unrelated to games and movie and TV. While I was walking through London the other day, I noticed a new shop was being built, and it's very very exciting because the last time I went to the shop, I was in California, and it was the best of this thing I've ever had. It's an ice cream shop called Coldstone Creamery. Oh yeah, um, I've heard of that. It, it fucking slaps. That okay. stuff does. And every time I go to America, I make sure I find a Coldstone Creamery and I have the apple pie ice cream. Because what they do is they take a big blob of really tasty vanilla ice cream, which is like really freshly made vanilla, mm-hmm. um, put it on this like frozen slab. So it's always sitting there nice and cold. And then they take a whole apple pie slice, so like a big American sized slice, so pretty junky. Slice up the apple pie using these little spades into like little like tiny pieces and fold it into the vanilla ice cream and then fold in like a caramel sauce. Yeah. And that that's your bowl of ice cream and that's like three dollars. But it's like a pint of ice cream that is. Okay. Oh, it's I know, I'm like I'm, I'm at the moment I'm on a massive weight loss drop because uh, obviously I've just turned vegetarian. Yeah. Um and I've replaced all of the sugar in my diet with uh, supplements and stuff now. So oh, wow. for the last two weeks I've been eating very healthily. Awesome. Uh, th- there's a reason. 
Uh, so my mum was given a diagnosis recently that uh, she was at high risk of having a stroke if she doesn't lose half oh, a stone gosh. in the next six months. Okay. It's sad, but she's doing stuff about it. She's very pragmatic. Yeah. And as a result, she can no longer eat things like mince pies and, and sugary foods. She's also diabetic, so there's all that kind of yeah. stuff happening. So I said, as a way of supporting you and as a way of helping me lose a little bit of weight, I'll copy your diet. Oh, that's lovely. But I'll also add on top of it, I'm also going to go vegetarian. Yeah. So I've done both. and. I'm actually quite enjoying the vegetarian side of things. Yeah. I, I do miss meat. Like I want meat. I want to eat it. And I'm I am gonna have meat on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That's allowed. I think that's okay. Yeah. Uh but every other meal I've had in the last two weeks has been vegetable based. Like entirely almost vegan in fact. Yeah. Um that's great. so I've been doing that. Uh but the, this cold stone creamery is uh, is okay because it's ice cream. Yes. <laughs> but it is very sweet. So, so wait, where uh, is it opening? Do you know? Uh the I actually took a picture of where it was. Let me see if it tells me on the picture where I actually was standing. Excuse me. Uh, probably feed that into an AI. I'll probably tell you. Uh, I clicked on the picture and it's just a load of picture of people's willies. I don't know what the hell happened there. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and uh, that's been either. that's been episode seventy-two. Oh, <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. What the fuck? Twitter is a mess. Do not go on Twitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Right, anyway, I didn't see that coming. Um, so anyway, Ice Cream <laughs> in London, Coldstone Creamery, go there. That is it for the podcast this week. Um, I'm going to close us up yeah, by doing the usual blurb. <laughs> My God. Uh, this has been episode 72 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for Gamers and Geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, <laughs> and apparently Willie's. Uh, with me, Clark, and my co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. This week, we have talked at length about AI coming into video games, uh, covering AI art, AI in customer service, uh, the past, present, and future of video games uh, and movies and TV. Uh, we also talked about Fortnite being $5, million, the Riot Games crypto sponsorship deal, Amazon Games getting Tomb Raider, uh, Chris Metzen returning to Blizzard, Wednesday the TV series, Barbarian the movie. If you do go and see it, don't spoil yourself on it. Just go and see the movie uh, or watch it on Disney+. Plus. Um, the saddest robot tweet ever, which was the Mars lander running out of batteries for the last time, and the Xbox Game Pass ad tier incoming. If you want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitter and Instagram, sorry, at Sunfire Tavern. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the myriad of other podcast platforms out there. Uh, and if you want to send us your questions, we really do... Inc- oh, hang on. Oh. Someone, sent us, someone sent us a question. Not a question, a little, little oh, yeah. thing. Uh, someone wished us a Merry Christmas. Hang on. I need to load up the Google form so I can read the thing. Uh, I forgot about that. Sorry to the person who sent us the little thing. No, it was not. So the person said, without giving us a name, unfortunately, just wanted to... The spelling is not great. (laughs) Yeah. Just wanted to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks for making this great pod. Looking forward to more in 2023. You are most welcome. Thank you for the lovely comment. Yeah, Um, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Uh, If you are listening to this, I hope you are. Thank you. Yeah, and hopefully uh, you can listen to future episodes. Yeah. Hopefully we won't get too heated about discussions about AI. I hope we do. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us a question, you can do so using that that Google form that someone has obviously sent us through. Yes. We're very happily going to read out anything you send in. Yeah. Uh, so do it on the Google form and you can get it in the link in the podcast blurb. Yes. Uh, I've been Clark. This is Ollie. Hello. There Goodbye. he is. Uh, <laughs> and this has been the Sunfire Tavern uh, episode. What are we on? 50, 72. 72. 72. Uh, Ollie, any closing remarks? Uh, thanks for listening to us throughout 2022, guys, and uh, hopefully Woo! we'll see you in 2023.
2023, baby. 2023. We're the year of the AI. And you'll click on more Willy pictures. <laughs> oh, God. Just click back to it. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs>